0: The WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Banky. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services.
1: Put away the beach towels and pull out the cleats. It's the official start of the 2023 football season across the great state of Michigan. Good evening and welcome once again to your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. Tonight we kick off the regular season with the Bad Axe Agents on the road up against the Cass City Redhawks. I'm your host, Clark Ramsey for tonight's broadcast. Alongside me once again as a true professional, even has a license to prove it, please welcome Dave Hanson.
2: Thank you, Clark, and hello to you, too. And it is great to be back for yet another season here for high school football.
1: The last time we were with you, we were high atop the field in downtown Detroit from the Division 8 state championship. Fast forward 272 days, and it's a clean slate for every team across the Great Lakes State. The 2023 football season is officially underway.
2: Yeah, and always love those trips to Ford Field. It doesn't matter who we cover. We just hope one of our local teams make it, and the Bearcats put on a great show right down to the last play.
1: The Badax Hatchets begin their 2023 campaign on the road with a new coach, a new division, and a new vim and vigor for life on the east side longtime associate of the program nick gibbard is now at the helm of the program that saw a large majority of their starters graduate
2: yeah coach gibbard's a young guy bad axe grad he's got quite a bit of experience uh, i think he'll have his hands full with a lot of his key players missing from last year's team due to graduation but uh, i think he's up for the challenge it would be interesting to see the product they put on tonight
1: the hosts of the Bad badass hatches tonight are entering the 2023 season with high hopes in a team with limited turnover from a year ago The Cassidy Red Hawks return 17 of their 22 starters for the new season. Head coach Scott Cuthrell has the team firing on all cylinders.
2: Oh, man, the energy here is just on another level. This team has very high expectations. They are ready for a big run. I love the playmakers they have. And as long as this line can hold up on both sides, they're as tough as any team the West has to offer.
1: Before we kick off the 2023 season 57 minutes, we will host our media roundtable, discuss other area games, and break down the game of the week. Bad Axe at Cassidy from the coziest booth in all of the greater than conference. It's all right here on your home, Price Football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by... Baker Valley Services. Nice presentation of the W. Valley W. Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Anchor Valley Services. DS Services of Cass City for all of your grain handling needs. Got a radiator in air conditioning of Mad X. Rennie's Honey Center, 269 Guns. North Star Bank guiding the way. Here in Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, Harbor Beach Community Hospital, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Hills and Dells Healthcare, Thumb Bank and Trust, Ensure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? All right. Internet services are provided by Anchor Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to anchorvalleyservices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcasts a copyright presentation and thumb broadcast incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. We say it every year, and yet it's still hard to believe the 2023 football season is already upon us. Memorial Day seems like an eternity ago, the 4th of July feels like it was yesterday, and Labor Day weekend is still in front of us. But every so often, we get small hints that it's indeed football season. Cool nights have started to creep in, the clouds are starting to take a different shape. There's been rain, but that's no different than the whole summer, (laughs) and now dedicated evenings to football, volleyball, and the whole lineup of fall sports. Good evening and welcome to another season of the WLW Sports Network. I'm Clark Ramsey, your host. Now entering my 13th football season. To my right would be my broadcast partner for now 12 seasons and 198 broadcasts. Dating back to the 2012 campaign, that man would be Dave Hansen, the true professional himself. Dave, it's great to have you back in the booth for what looks like another great year of high school football in the Thumb of Michigan.
2: Uh, 198 broadcasts. That is hard to believe we've been doing it this long together. uh, But it's, uh, it's great to be back and extremely excited, looking forward to this season of 2023.
1: It's good to have you back as well. And I saw you earlier today, congratulations on winning the Sure Health Auxiliary uh, Golf Howdy.
2: Yes, sir. It was it, a lot was of a, fun. It was a
1: handsome sweep. Uh, yes, you, it was, you actually. The, yeah. You took the male and female mixed uh, division. Yes. Brother Jason with Bayport Golf Team uh, took uh, the men's division. That is, that is right. It was congratulations. a good day. And a voice that you don't hear all that much on air during the game, but is certainly one of the keys to our success, would be our director of sports information, Doug Cole. He travels from Livonia, Michigan each and every week for us to keep track of all of our real-time offensive, defensive, and team stats throughout the game, and does it with unbelievable precision. Doug, welcome back to the broadcast team. Welcome back to another season for year number 11. That's that, hard to believe.
3: That is hard to believe, Clark. I'm so excited. It was an exciting year last year. I'm looking for more in 2023.
1: On one side of me is Doug. Well, before, I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. I'm out of practice. It's, it's early. I'm First out of practice. Games.
3: Oh.
2: Dave. We, we got to get to the ah. support part. Doug, <laughs> it is always good to have you back. It is good to see you. it's been too long, but we got to
3: know. How, how was your ride up? Where would you stop today? Well, it's probably one of the smoothest rides I've had up here in my 11 years, so it was uh, really nice and quick. I uh, went to Gilligan's in, uh, right in downtown Cass City. It was really, really good. I had a bacon burger with lettuce and uh, fries on the side. It was, It was really good.
1: Does it get the Doug Cole seal of approval?
3: Oh, for, for sure. It's my uh, my first Here's time at Gilligan, go so it's been great.
1: Well, good. Here's Thank goal. goodness. I'm relieved. Yep. Uh, so the Doug Cole seal of approval, and so dining with Doug can continue for yet another week. Moving on. On the other side of Doug Cole, to the other side would be the other key ingredient to this broadcast recipe, and that would be the best spotter in all of football, no matter the level. And that's Dan Banky. He joins us for a seventh season and fills our ears with more information than you can possibly even imagine and it's great to have him back uh, back in the booth, but frankly, quite a relief to have him back in the booth as well. Dan, welcome again.
2: Hey, welcome, guys. Happy to be here again. Uh, really going to put it to the test. A uh, little rusty. I didn't even bring my binoculars this year, so I'm just going with straight eyeballs. Wow. So, see how
1: that's going cool full, facing off. Going yep. full Ralph Banky this week. Be,
4: being, a, being the professor at the, the school, I should be able to have it, no problem.
1: Of course, so. Dan <laughs> is referring to the Dan Banky School of Football spotted. That's right. And uh, back by his own demand... <laughs> We have the top student of the Dan Banky School of Football spotting with us once again this season. It's our intern from Northwood University, Kendall Anthes, fresh off of summer ball in Indiana. Welcome home to the distant land of Cass City, Michigan.
4: Thanks for having me, Clark. It's uh, great to be back. It's kind of crazy to think that we're already back to football season. It seemed like just yesterday we were in Petoskey freezing. Yeah. And then we were... uh, Dan and I were running around Ford Field like chickens with our heads cut off. <laughs> and, uh, great seats we had, though. Yeah, we had great seats by the end of the game. Well, that was, uh,
1: the MHSA was none too pleased with us. We had five in our booth. The maximum of a sp- of our booth. Our own booth was larger than this entire press box was two. And so we were doing a little bit of a shell game. We had Doug hiding in the bathroom for a little bit. You guys were just moving gone. all around. We were gone. You were gone. And so we were able to keep dug in there. We were still cheating the system <laughs> with three, but we survived. I had to do my own spotting. At least Ford Field, you're, you're very close to the field. Right, 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 right on top <laughs> And uh, moving on. But one of the biggest changes since last season is the announcement of the Big Thumb Conference, which basically combines the Greater Thumb Conference and North Central Thumb League and puts it under one administration while adding Millington for the 2024 season. That's next year. In the interim, the Bad Axe are now part of the them. East, with Bat- Cassidy back into the West.
2: Yeah, massive changes, to say the least, and uh, hopefully for the best. Uh, I have lots of thoughts. I'll start with Millington. Certainly is an interesting name to add to the group. Certainly right at the top, it'll challenge the best that we have in the area. and uh, But hopefully, again, this is a good long-term answer without jeopardizing some of our favorite
1: rivalries. It's the start of the 2023 football season. We have Bad Axe and Cassidy kicking everything off for us. It's all right here on Sports Radio. One oh two one and live and worldwide at WLW Sports com. I should say. When we return, we'll host our media round table presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. to the WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021, download the Cruise 102 app on your Apple or Android device, or listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com, right on our homepage. Just click the play button, and you can have everything right there at your fingertips. It's now time for the Media Roundtable, presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest miles from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley and Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads. Joining me today from the Huron County View, it's the Arthur Smith of the Media Roundtable, Paul P. Adams. That's the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons for the time being. Our director <laughs> of sports information, Doug Cole. Our intern from Northwood University, Kendall Anthes. The top spotter east of Colwood, Michigan, Dan Banky, And the defending champion back-to-back years of the Media Roundtable, Dave Hanson. Through the end of the broadcast season, we keep score of our games predictions. And when that time comes, we will deem a Media Roundtable winner. Last year, Dave Hansen ran away with the championship, making for back-to-back titles in his fourth P1 finish in ten seasons. My oh my, Dave!
2: I felt good. I plan on repeating. No, we're going three times. That's for the goal this year, boys. My
3: question: My question is, worst call would Michigan? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Doug, oh, Doug, that is that is a great investigation for you after Thanks, the game. Tonight. I'm pretty good with my Michigan cities. Never heard of that. It is uh, northeast of Carroll. Oh well. Okay. Yeah, but- it's uh, if. If you don't know where what it is, it's just south of Bach.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, we don't yeah. go to Cairo that often <laughs> <laughs> at all, so I'm not I'm familiar
2: I've heard through the grapevine they have a great bar. <laughs> oh, okay. Great They've food. Never heard of it. Good food, really good
1: food. So how it works, each media representative picks a winner and a final score for this week's feature game of the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner of the night, Clark Ramsey will graciously accept the victory for the week since dave won last season he will go last preceded by the final standings of 2022 so this evening's order is leading off kendall Anthos, Doug duck cole paul p adams dan banke and then dave Hanson. kendall Anthos, the tee is yours
4: well i gotta say i went one three and one last year but i got a late start so give me a break there
1: okay
5: but
4: uh i've got a little inside scoop on this one most people might not know but i live with uh one of these guys on the team. <laughs> I was say, you live with
1: Doug Cole? No, I
4: don't <laughs> live with Doug Cole. My uh, my younger brother, not so okay. younger. Yes, not so little. That's so a little. Uh, but I think that the Red Hawks run away with this one tonight. <laughs> I see um, that, I don't course. think it's going to be very close. I'm going to take the Red Hawks forty-two to seven. Forty-two
1: to seven. So you're taking the Cass City Red Hawks by thirty-five points, according to Kendall Evans, the Homer himself. Okay. Uh, moving on to Doug Cole, what do you got?
3: Well, thank goodness there's no punishment for going coming in last place last year because one uh, twelve and one that's not good. <laughs> well, it, it's not <laughs> great. No. It's not great. Well, this kind of reminds me of the Lions' uh, Lions' record during now, no the uh, Rod Marinelli years. But um, I, I think I, I agree with uh, Kendall here. I don't think it's going to be that much of a difference. I think Bad X, they they're rebuilding and Cass City's got a lot of experience coming especially with badly acts with a new head coach i got Cass city wing this thing 34 to 12.
1: 34 to 12 so 22 points in favor of the cast City hawks according to Doug goal our director of sports information who went one in 12 and one last season but that's tied for last or tied for fourth depending on how you look at it well. <laughs> okay moving on paul p adams from the hearing county view ah good to
6: join you guys i've been kind of feel like i've been listening from afar. Yeah, but, uh, you know, to echo off to what these guys have said, I think Kansas City just on a different level, in my opinion. Um, they are, you know, who you talk to, the best or the second best team in the Greater Thumb Conference. Uh, Bad X is in a rebuilding year, lost a tremendous class. Uh, I don't think this is going to be close. I think this wing T is going to find uh, find ways to score uh, early and often. I am going uh, really big, uh, 58 City, 6 for Bad X.
1: Fifty-eight to six.
6: Fifty-eight to six. I think uh, I think Cass City wants to come out and send a message to the entire Thumb that says, "Hey, we are here and we are we are one of the best teams, and you're going to have to go through us to do it."
1: So Paul Adams taking Cass City by fifty-two points, fifty-eight <laughs> to six, in favor of the Red Hawks. Dan Banky, the top spotter this side of Hollywood, Michigan.
2: I agree with mostly what these guys are saying as well. I don't know if I see it being a huge
4: score. Typically, first game of the year. Everybody has some jitters. There's always a mistake or two made.
2: I also have Cass City winning. Um not quite as big. I'm gonna go twenty
1: to six. Twenty to six. Oh, going with the close game. Fourteen points. And Dave, uh, Dan, I do believe uh, the first week is always a little bit eh, a bit shaky. Yeah. There's always a, a rhythm off a little bit, first true contact. Yep. All right, I like that pick. Twenty to six. A fourteen point victory for Cass City. And that leaves Dave Hansen. <laughs>
2: again I, I agree with everything these guys says i do have cast city winning tonight but uh, again i, I want to throw some some love to bad x here i think coach gibbard's going to do just a fine job down the road here but he has dealt a deck of cards that he it's going to be a mystery to all of us they could they could completely shine tonight we wouldn't expect it because they when you replace uh, guys like Keaton Brown, uh, Minehold, uh, Jake, Jake McPhee, McPhee. Uh, those guys you just don't replace with just anybody. Now you've got a new scheme. We're talking about a new offense. Uh, we saw what a new offense can look like in previous years in week one. It, there's learning curves, and I think tonight is going to be a struggle. This is a bad draw for the Hatchets. City is at home, ready to roll, fired up, big expectations. I have City winning 52-6. to 52-6. to six.
1: So 46 points in favor of City for Dave Hansen. 52 to 6 so the experts have spoken and they're all taking Cassidy which means I have bad acts by default Good luck gentlemen. We have at the high end Paul B Adams taking Cassidy by 52 points 58 to 6 Dave Hansen the next at 46 points 52 to 6 for him And then we move on to Kendall Anthes, right in the middle with 35 points in favor of Cassidy 42 to 7 Then Doug Cole taking Cassidy by 22 points 34 to 12 and Dan Banky taking the low of City 20-6 by 14 points. Good luck, gentlemen. We'll find out the fate and who gets the early lead in the whole shot here in the media round table. Moving on to other area games, we'll focus tonight mostly on the Thursday night lineups of games. In the NCTL action, this is eight-player football. We have Brown City at Peck. Brown City's second year in eight-player football. Lost of the semis to Martin last year, went 10-2. Independent last year, now in the NCTL, Peck. The NCTL Stripes champions from a season ago.
6: I think when you look at two teams that lost the most in the NCTL, you're looking at Brown City and Peck. I mean, these two teams were absolutely gutted, but the one thing that, that Brown City didn't lose is their head coach. Peck did, I'm going to go with uh, Brown City uh, just in familiarity with their head coach. But, uh, these two teams are kind of in
2: their building. Yet. Agreed, I, but I like Brown City also. I think they transitioned as good as we've seen any team in many, many years, and I think they're going to continue that momentum anyways. I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take Brown City as well.
1: Moving on, we have Mayville at Caseville. That game uh, might be a little lopsided. Caseville went 0-9 in 2022. Mayville finished last season at 6-3. and Caseville has not won a game since 2018.
6: Yeah, Caswell's going to win a game, but it's not going to be this one. Uh, Casewell's going to be improved. A lot of uh, had uh, a lot of younger kids, freshmen and sophomores that have been thrown into the fire. Well, guess what? Those freshmen and sophomores are now juniors and seniors. So there's a little bit more experience. They're a little bit more mature. I think they're going to be competitive, but they won't win this game.
2: Agreed. Mayville has been a pretty good team the last couple of years, and they will continue to roll and get their first win. Oakland Christian in the
1: NCTL—that makes sense, just about as much as the Big Ten in uh, <laughs> on the West Coast. But they're at Bay City All Saints. It's the Christians against the Catholics, the Lancers and Cougars in Bay City tonight at seven p.m.
6: Uh, Oakland Christian was a pretty good team last year. Uh, Bay City All Saints is, is tiny, tiny uh, is, as far as enrollment goes. You just never know what they're going to have from year to year. I'd go with Oakland
2: Christian. Yeah, you got to go with the Christians here, and that's uh, I just again Bay City has not been nearly as impressive as they have. So
1: how will you know they are Christians? By their love.
2: <laughs> Moving not.
1: Great song. Great hymn. <laughs> <laughs> in 11-player ele- in football, Algonac at Vassar. Algonac supposed to play Vassar last season but forfeited before the entire season began. Vassar have finished last two seasons with four wins. Playoffs in 2021. Jim Carlisle's second year of the helm.
6: Yeah, I'm going to go with Vassar in this one just because Algonac is just kind of rebuilding its program. Uh, had number of forfeits last year. It just wasn't a good season. So I'll go with the Falcons
2: in that one. I totally agree. You've got to go with Vassar. We, we, we just don't know enough about Algonac. If they're healthy, do they have many kids? Uh, right now, I assume that's no. So uh, we'll go with Vassar until otherwise told. And
1: Kendallanthus coming in clutch. He's bringing in a whole slew of waters. We'll see if you can find some towels down there, too. It's quite humid up here. And uh, well, this game is supposed to take place tonight in Clarkston, Ubley at clarkson everest Collegiate. That game has been canceled due to field conditions as well as severe thunderstorms and rain and anything else you can imagine. And this game has been rescheduled to Ubley tomorrow, tomorrow, Friday at 2 p.m. Well, I love that. Uh, you know, it's a game I was
6: really interested in, uh, kind of a wild card game with you know, clarkson everest was a playoff team. I wasn't going to make that trip to Clarkston, uh, but, uh, you know... He- Bringing them here to Ugly, I love that game. Still, give me give me the Bearcats all day long. I think uh, anybody sleeping on Ugly, thinking what they lost, they got a lot coming back. Ugly's going to be really, really good this year.
2: Yeah, obviously one of the few games that you just must see this weekend. This is one of them. But I think the Ugly Bearcats just—they have too much going on. Fundamentally sound. This team just repeats it, rinse and repeat every single year. They got plenty of playmakers back to do some damage. Ugly wins, no problem.
1: One of the most intriguing games outside of the game in front of us, of course, is Millington at Lakers. Out of conference for this season, Big Thumb Conference. This is going to be a familiar foe in conference teams. Millington made it to the regional finals last year as a 10 and 2 record, losing to Reed City six nothing. Lakers also went 10 and 2 last season, also losing in the regional championship to New Lothrop 29 to 20.
6: Love this opening game for the Lakers. Uh, they're going to see where they stand right away. I think Millington going to be just a shade too too tough for them, but. Uh good solid test for both of these teams starting the season
2: i like the fact that it's in lakers i mean millington is obviously uh, going to be a team that's inserted into our conference we are going to see a lot of moving forward Uh, i'm going with the lakers here i think they got just enough to pull this off it's at home and i think uh with enough coming back they're going to give millington all they can handle
1: all right we've got two minutes i'm going to go through the rest of the schedule the rest of them are friday night games each of you have about 40 seconds to give your final thoughts on whatever you want to talk about. We've got Ashley at Deckerville, Kingston at Akron Fairgrove, CPS at Dryden, Burton Atherton at New Haven Merritt, and North Huron at KPAC. That's the NCTLA player in the 11 player, we have USA at Michigan Lutheran Seminary, Reese at Sandusky, Genesee at Memphis. Genesee back in 11 player football for the first time in a few seasons, and Harbor Beach at Marine City, Cardinal Mooney. I'll uh,
2: steal the lead on you here. Go ahead. It's Harbor Beach, Cardinal Mooney for me. Uh, that's uh, I love what Ubley did. I love what Harbor Beach did. I love what Lakers has done. Gone out and bring some of these potential playoff teams, play them early, test themselves right out of the gate. I love the non conference schedule. That is a game to keep an eye on.
6: Yeah, I was going to touch on that. Uh, Ugly Harbor Beach, Lakers, Cassidy all have solid non-conference schedules. Uh, really should know where these guys stand at the end of the season. And then eight-player football, the, the game that stands out to me is that Kingston-Akron-Fairgrove game. Kingston absolutely loaded. They have, they have the potential player of the year, coach of the year, team of the year. Look out for Kingston. They could run right through the NCTL and make a serious run when it comes to the state tournament.
1: You heard it here first. Well, that wraps up our media round table and the other area games in our area. It's time for a short break in the WLW Sports Network. When we return, we'll take and center our focus on the game of the week here on Sports Radio 1021. That's the Bad Axe Hatchets at the Cassidy Redhawks right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLEW Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight from the coziest booth in all of the Greater Them Conference, Cass City, Michigan. It's the game of the week, and it's week number one, the kickoff of the regular season, and it's the Bad Axe Hatchets on the road at Cass City. And the Bad Axe Hatchets enter the 2023 season with a lot of new pieces in the mix, including right at the top. For the third time in four years, Bad Anx has a new head coach, but it's someone very familiar in the program and one that the kids know dearly. With the exception of one year, Nick Gibbard has been a part of the Padgett program since 2009 at some level.
2: Yeah, Nick Gibbard, a 2007 grad, Clark, I uh, always got to love that. A junior high assistant in 2009, he's worked his way up from to junior varsity and then as varsity assistant. The, uh, that year, he was not involved. He was actually the head coach down at Owen Gage. At in 2017. He will replace uh, head coach Steve Burr who was 6-4, and, and but uh, there are some uh, more household names, some familiar names on that staff. You probably remember Kelly Durr and Cal Polkley as well.
1: Yeah, two former head coaches for Bad X as well. Ryan Palmer was actually tapped to be the next head coach for the Bad Axe Agents, but then became the principal at Sandusky High School, can't blame him there, which led them to Nick Gibbard, a great fit for the program. But he'll have his hands full taking over a program that saw a lot of attrition through his graduation this offseason losing 14 of the 22 total starting positions. That includes two-year starting quarterback Keaton Brown. In replacing him will be senior Alex Andrich.
2: Yeah, Alex Andrich, uh, not a name we're totally familiar with. Played some played some backfield last year. Uh, had had a few carries, caught a few passes, uh, scored one touchdown. But a little bit of an unknown. Going to step in from a very reserved role last year to a very important role this year, leading this new Bad Axe offense. Kind of excited to see what they have in store and how that offense is going to look.
1: Bad Axe also lost its top two leading rushers in Griffin Meinhold and Evan Schenk, who combined for just under 900 total yards a season ago. With the new coaching staff, we're expecting the Bad Axe Hatchets to ditch the double wing of last season and bring a fresh look to the Hatchet program. In the backfield, you'll find Nathan Pulaski leading the way, who was the team's third leading rusher last season.
2: Yeah, keep in mind, Nathan Pulaski has got to be the guy this year. Somebody needs to step up and fill those two big shoes last year in Meinhold and Shank uh, and a lot of Keaton Brown's runs as well so we expect Nathan Pulaski to be that guy and keep an eye on for Logan Miles that's another name that I think is going to be involved in the offense one way or the other in that backfield.
1: Ben also graduated both of their starting tight ends in Jake McPhee and Drayton Robaz. In fact, of the 919 receiving yards last season, the Hatchets graduated 807 of them. The only person who have caught a pass that is still on the team this year is Nathan Pulaski.
2: That's absolutely right, but J- Jake McPhee was the guy. He caught 19 passes, 400 yards, 7 touchdowns. Keep in mind, he averaged 50 yards that's a a reception 50 yards he caught 20 passes they averaged 50 yards in all those completions so not only do you lose that big threat at linebacker you lose your down the field threat a guy that just had soft hands would run over anybody and one of the nicest kids you'll meet and he's just a guy you cannot replace this offense is going to use multiple guys in different fashions to try and fool this Cassidy defense and make plays a little bit underneath the safeties instead of over the top like Jake McPhee used to
1: defensively last season the hatchets had the fourth best defense in all the greater them conference in second best in the west behind only lakers allowing 17.8 points per game
2: gonna be a tall hill to climb to repeat that when you lose seven starters two of your three linebackers both defensive ends a d tackle and one of your safeties <laughs> in the back <laughs> that's
1: tough the last time Ben eggs and Kansas City squared off was in the 2021 season of the second week of the season with the Hatchets blanking the Red Hawks 42-0. Bannacks beating Cass City in 2021, 42-0. Overall, Cass City leads the series 39-34, but we'll cover that more in detail later. Keep locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll shift our attention to the home team tonight, the Cass City Red Hawks. It's all on your home for the entire 2023 campaign. The WLW Sports Hour, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Bankey, and Kendall Anthes with your call tonight from the coziest booth in all the Graham Conference, Cass City, Michigan. For longer than any of the current players of the Cass City program have been born, Scott Cuthrell has been leading the Red Hawk program to new heights. 21 years in total with 202 games, and all postseason hardware and school history has fallen onto the resume of Coach Kithrell.
2: Expectations are riding high for the program this year, and for good reason. Yeah, a lot of sustainability at the top. Scott Cathrell, 21 years as head coach, two different stints. He coached from 2001 to 2008, took a little hiatus, but 2011 he was back until now. 116 wins, just 86 losses, winning 57% of his games. 2019-2020 were a couple of the best years. They won the district and regional championship, making it all the way to the semifinals both of those years, but two straight years of losing in the first round of the playoffs.
1: Unlike the Hatchets, who lost 14 of their 22 starters to graduation, the Red Hawks return all but just five for the 2023 campaign. Cam Goschok, Ethan Campo, and Josh Steely have now moved on due to graduation, but Cassidy's starting quarterback is the same from a year ago, by the name of Carter Patrick. The multi-sport athlete is coming off of a solid year and looks to make some strides forward for his senior season.
2: Yeah, dual threat, dual threat quarterback, uh, senior, six foot, 175 pounds. He missed the 2021 season with a collarbone injury, but 2022 uh, really showed he's good for the job he had 108 yards five rushing touchdowns he also threw 74 passes completing half of them for six tds and over 575 yards he completed as many passes last season as they had attempted in the entire year before at 37.
1: Cassidy's backfield rushed for over 2,200 yards a season ago and returned all but just 75 yards from that productivity for this year Working out of the traditional T offense in the past, Landon Schott, Riker Wallace, Tyler Cumber, and Cohen Sherman saw plenty of carries and yards in 2022.
2: No doubt, Landon Schott is the guy, though. He is the guy that is going to be the workhorse, the guy that defenses are going to target first. Uh, just under 900 yards, rushing 14 touchdowns last year in the playoffs against Montrose. He ran for 126 of their 185 yards on the ground, scored both touchdowns. But Riker Wallace, Cohen Sherman really settled into those other roles last year uh, they are going to take another step forward they are the speed threats around the outside those are a couple guys that are going to have very meaningful carries working off of landed shot josh
1: steely was patrick's favorite target last season bringing in eight catches for 148 yards but close behind was tyler cumper and cohen sherman with patrick now a senior i wouldn't be surprised to see Kethrell open up the playbook a bit more change up the offensive look a little bit and let a senior quarterback air things out
2: they attempted 74 passes i think that's a pretty good expectation of where they want to be this is a team that is going to run the wing t first they will run play action out of it regularly you probably will see it early here tonight at some point just because at some point that wing t if it does its job is going to lure those defensive backs in a little closer they can hit you over the top Tyler Comper though, is the guy that we expect to lead this team in receptions. He scored two touchdowns last year on just seven catches. Again, not a ton of pass plays to go around, but we've seen a spike last year under Carter Patrick, and I don't see that number going down. He is too good with the ball in his hands, whether he's handing it off, running it, or throwing it.
1: Defensively, City bolstered the fifth-best defense in the Greyhound Conference, allowing 20 points per game. Something they'd like to get down to two scores or less this season.
2: No doubt about it. Three shutouts last year. They shut out Reese, Memphis, and Carroll, but struggled in some of the bigger games. They gave up 39 to Lakers, 30 to Harbor Beach, and 42 to Ubley. Five games in total where they gave up four scores or more.
1: And, of course, Cohen Sherman on the injured reserve list. Broken arm to start the season. Not sure if he will get back at some point this regular season or not. We are 14 minutes away from kicking off the start of the 2023 football season. Keep locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll do a direct comparison look between the Bad Axe Hatchets and the Cassidy Redhawks. It's all on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. It's the start of the 2023 season. Week number one is here. It's not even Labor Day. You can still wear your white pants if you'd like. And we're 11 minutes away from kicking off Bad Axe at Cass City. As the crow flies, just 16 miles separate Bad Axe and Cass City High Schools north by northeast. For those making the trek tonight from the Huron County seat, head out of Bad Axe at M53 and until you hit M81, head west and turn at the drive through party store. If you see the superstore of Schneeburgers, you've gone too far. In regards to school size, Cass City is once again above 300 students in high school, the first time in 9 years for Cass City, with 309 that makes the Red Hawk Nation the second largest school in the Great Rhythm Conference according to the MHSA numbers which uses the previous spring count numbers of last school year. Bad Axe is number 5 at 291, so if by going by student enrollment, it's Cass City by 18 students. Tonight marks the 75th time in history that Cass City and Bad Axe have met on the gridiron since 1950. The Hatches and Red Hawks are each other's most frequent opponent as well, playing no one else more than each other. Cass City leads the series with 39 wins, Bad Axe 34 with one tie, coming back in 1950. To compare offense and defense, we have no good numbers to go off of aside from last season's, which means, frankly, absolutely nothing. So here goes nothing. In 2022, Bad Axe had the fourth most productive offense, scoring an average of 31.8 per game. Cass City at number five last season with a 31.5 point average. So on the offensive side of the ball, based out of last year's numbers, it's Bad Axe by three tenths of a point. Defensively, it's a very similar situation. Bad Axe with the fourth best defense in 2022. Across the conference, Cass City a slot behind at number five. The Hatchets allowed 17.9 per game a season ago, Cass City yielding 20 points flat, so defensively it was bad axe last year by 2.1 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game, their confident line, unless it's wrong, our colleagues at the Ohio State University and Jim Harbaugh, Cheeseburger Sports Wagering Department. Set up factoring in all possibilities, stats, injury, weather, and location, the spread for tonight's game sits at Cass City, 12.5 points we'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuned in today whether you're on your way to the game out running errands or perhaps you're in search of some fresh sweet corn at airs or mps or anywhere in between which leads me to this week's trivia question about Michigan sweet corn dave hansen
2: Sounds good. You're, just ma- you're making me hungry, that's all.
1: Oh. Well, you should have some history here with sweet corn.
2: I do, yep. We Let's had one of the most got.
1: popular sweet corn stands on the <laughs> east side of Huron County back in the day.
2: <laughs> yeah, we did, but uh, I, hopefully I can get a couple of these right.
1: It's true. Well, nearly 10,000 acres of sweet corn are planted in Michigan each year across the whole state. My first question, Dave, is how many pounds of sweet corn is produced in Michigan each year? <laughs> What's the acre-to-weight ratio? And oh. then you'll have the rest of the- it's down pat.
2: Great. That helps me tremendously. Um, I have no idea, so how about... Um, In the state of Michigan, let's go with 50 million pounds?
1: 86 million pounds of sweet corn every year. That's worth roughly $21.8 million. All in cash. All in cash. Cash business. When at a roadside stand, you'll see some people pulling apart the husk to check ripeness of sweet corn. But that's not actually necessary and frowned upon. Corn to Dave Hanson, my, tw- my second question, Dave, is how can you tell if a sweet corn is sweet or not?
2: Ah, that's a good one. Ripeness. Like, you, you, We're you looking can, for yeah, ripeness. Yeah, here. you can tell that at the top, right up by the ear. You just feel it. You can tell if it's full all the way to the top. It's a good cop.
1: Good. Correct. Ring the bell. Look and feel the end of the ear. If the silks have turned brown, at the end of the ear is in its rounded or blunt, not pointed, it's ripe and perfect for eating. It depends who you ask, but some people believe that yellow corn is sweeter than white corn while others believe white corn is sweeter than yellow corn. What is sweeter, Dave? Yellow or white sweet corn? (laughs)
2: Um, I've definitely had both, and personally, I'm going to get this wrong probably. I, I don't think there's much difference between the two.
1: Ring the bell again. There is no difference at all. It's all in your heads. What we do know, though, is yellow sweet corn is slightly better for your health than white corn, as the yellow color comes from beta carotene, which your body converts to vitamin A. Granted, it's a bit of a moot point after you lather a pound of butter and salt onto it. But speaking of making hay while the sun shines, Dave, what are your three keys to tonight's game? All
2: right, let's start with the uh, the visiting bad X hatchets. Uh, for them, the first game, new coach, a ton of new guys stepping into bigger roles. I think it starts with executing the fundamentals and running your base offense. The, to me, the score doesn't matter in this game. Go out, get some confidence, run your offense, build off of a good performance. Uh, win, lose, or draw doesn't matter. But these kids have to get comfortable in the offense learn it quickly, and uh, I think that will be good for them long-term through the rest of the season. On the other side, of Cassidy's a heavy favorite. I think this is a team that needs to come out and make a statement, control the pace of the game. I want to see this in, the young, inexperienced opponent and dominate. I want to take advantage of what the Hatchets are trying to do and, and, again, make that statement that they are a team to beat in this area, uh, wave that flag up through to the Lakers, to Ubley, to Harbich, et cetera, and say we're here to play. And uh, last but not least for City, I want to see them work in all of their weapons. I don't want to see, you know, just land and shot, tear it up. I want to see all these guys get involved. I want to see Carter Patrick make a couple big throws early in the game and get all their weapons established, really set the table for a good run the rest of the season.
1: It's time for a short break in the WLW Sports Network. We'll be back in just one minute, and we'll take a look at our starting lineups for both squads right here on the WLW Sports Network. You can feel the intensity in the air the excitement is there the humidity is there the question is are the thunderstorms there tonight we will only find out in due time it's the WLW Sports Network's presentation of the game of the week Mad Axe at at City, and your home for the entire 2023 campaign right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWSports.com with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Banking, and Kendall Anthes across the whole way through. We're three and a half minutes away from kicking things off. Let's take you through the starting lineups. Bad won the toss, elected to defer to the second half. So, tonight, Cassidy will start receiving the ball and an offense. Quarterback Carpatrick, Car senior, six foot, 175 pounds, second year starting quarterback there. At center, Tristan Gruber, a senior, six foot, 180 pounds. Left guard, Luke Shearhart, a senior. Left tackle, Rylan Cruz and Tyler Cumper, a tight end on either side. Great right guard would be Cooper Mallory, also a senior. Justin McAlpine, also a senior. Carson Anthus, six foot five, 205-pound junior, the tight end as well. In your backfield, your fullbacks land shot a senior. Riker Wallace, second year on varsity as just a sophomore, 5'11", 170 pounds. In the backfield, and then a wingback would be Rady Cullis for the City Redhawks. First game of the season. For the Bad Axe Hatchets, your quarterback will be Alex Andrich, backfield Nathan Pulaski, wide receiving core, Austin Cummings, A.J. Fritz, Julian Dubes, Logan Miles on your line at center, Evan Isinger, Cal Isinger, Will Logan Rodriguez, and Dalton Geiger. Now we listen in to the Cass City Marching Band with the playing of our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner from Cass City, Michigan. Well, we're still working out our technical difficulties with our sideline mics. We'll get there eventually tonight. Let's take you through our current conditions in Cassidy, Michigan. It is 76 degrees with cloudy skies. They're calling for a 30% chance of rain this evening. Thunderstorms potentially this evening as well. Winds are the east now northeast at three miles per hour, gusting up to five. Visibility at nine miles tonight. much pressure at 29.78. The dew point at 71 degrees. It certainly feels that. And it feels like it's 76 degrees out. The humidity at just a low 82% tonight. Sunset's at 822, and we're currently in a waning gibbous moon phase. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful night for football. Sunrise was at 646, sunset at 822. That means on August 24th, 2023, we have 13 hours and 36 minutes of daylight. We have gained four hours and five minutes of daylight since our last broadcast last year. 13 hours and 36 minutes versus nine hours and 31 minutes at the end of the season. That is crazy, depressing, and anything in between. Bad Axe won the toss. Elected to defer your officials tonight. Your referee in the white cap from Bad Axe, Michigan. That would be Eric Schweitzer. Umpire from Ubley. That's Cade Walsh. Head linesman from Harbor Beach, Brian Leseski. Line judge from Bad Axe, Mark Schultz. And your back judge from Lapeer. Virgil Kebus Dave Hansen, any initial thoughts here before we start things off?
2: It's uh, it's always a privilege to come here to Cass City. Always, uh, our great hosts put on a good show and uh, listen, everything looks great. They've gotten pounded with rain. You just can't tell it here. They are ready for football. You can feel it in the air and I expect a fantastic game by both teams tonight.
1: Cass City certainly put a lot of money into their complex in the offseason this year. It shows as well. They're not complete yet. This is phase one of two, maybe even three. But we have new fencing going around, a new ticket booth, all new concrete throughout the entire complex. New concrete and uh, stone pillars outside. Steel, wrought, fire, iron fences outside. Redone siding on the buildings. Next phase is going to be for seating and bleachers. Actual stadium seating the upper deck light bleacher seating in the lower deck extending those out as well a new visitors locker room new ticket booth over there as well more concrete over there beautiful complex
2: uh, they, they are doing an excellent job and this is just the beginning like you said they, they have just gotten started it already looks fantastic and it's it's gonna be great
1: cassidy coming out in their new uniforms this year new helmets maroon jerseys white numbers and cast City across their chests in white, white helmets, red stripe down the middle of CC on one side, their number on the other. Bad Axe in their road, white uniforms, blue numbers, gold outline, blue pants with a blue helmet, blue face mask, and a hatchet, broken axe on either side. Your kicker for, for Bad Axe tonight, that'd be... I mean, number seven number 70 excuse me that's chase sasnowski kicker and punter and he's a senior kick high to second base comes in at about the 18 yard line brought in by cole Lenhard, and he goes right to the middle of the pile moves breaks out of one tackle still on a state of 35 out to the 45 across midfield he started the bad x40 down to the 30 he's being chased down and gonna be forced out of bounds no he's out of that tackle as well and finally forced out of bounds at the eight yard line from the 18 of their own territory, chased down by the kicker himself, Chase Sosnowski at
2: the eight yard line, a heck of a start for the Cass City season. Yeah, you can just feel it, it's in the air. Cass oh City God. fan base is on a roll and they are out of their seats and they won't sit out now after that huge kick return. A short corner size kick and just one broken tackle and that's all Cole needed to take it down the sideline. Chased down by the kicker, angled out, but a huge start to the season for the Red Hawks.
1: Cole Lenhardt, a junior. And takes a breather. Not even a starting running back for this team. 11:43 left in the first quarter, and Kansas City in the red zone of bad acts at the eight-yard line. It's going to be a handoff to number two Brady Cullis and it's going to be stopped immediately by AJ Fritz for maybe a gain of a yard out, maybe out for two to the six-yard line. Two-yard pickup, second down, goal to go from the six-yard line.
2: Yeah, you see this your, their base wing T offense. You see number two uh, come right around the corner and. and but the nice part is for Bad AJ Fritch is that one of the linebackers that is filling in that gap, and it was good to see AJ Fritch come flying in and make a tackle after a very short
1: game. 11-12 and counting here in the first quarter. Cass City with just their second play of offense, and they're at the the Bad Axe six yard line to start. Handoff right up the middle to Landon Shot. He's in, standing up. Touchdown, Cass City. <laughs> The Cassidy Red Hawks strike first in just two plays and marching into the end zone on a landed shot six-yard dive. The Red Hawks start out their offensive series this season, flying high. And it's now six-nothing, Cassidy, with a potential two-point conversion upcoming.
2: Uh, it's, it's what Bed X expected on the first play, right? It's going to be landed shot right out of the gate. They did a good job bouncing over, taking out the next running back, but landed shot right through the middle. He gets a block, bounces off his guard, right up the middle. One Juke step and straight into the end zone, virtually untouched. And an easy six for Cass City, and a great start to the season. Two plays in.
1: Out of the T formation, it's a pitch out to the right side to number three, number five, Riker Wallace, And he's stopped short. Stop made by A.J. Fritz as well as Evan Isinger for the Bad Axe special teams on sound. this two point conversion. 10.59 left of the first quarter, and Cass City leads by six points, six nothing on the WLW Sports Network. Cassidy kicking things off into the hands of A.J. Fritz, sophomore. He gets out for maybe five, eight yards out to the 23-and-a-half-yard line to start the drive. They're going to say to mark him down to the 24-yard line. Right-to-left crosshair radio are the Bad Axe Hatchets already trailing
5: 6-0.
1: To the Cassidy Red Hawks in Cassidy. We played a minute five so far in this ball game, and Bad Axe coming out in the spread formation just like that. And they're going to go too wide to the left, two wide to the right, working off the right hash, and it's going to be a handoff from the middle to number 17. Number
5: 17
1: Pulaski, on the carry. Pulaski. Nathan Pulaski on the carry for out for four yards, stop made by Riker Wallace, linebacker also a sophomore out there for him. Second down, seven to go. Nathan Pulaski's sometimes away number seven, sometimes away number 17 for Nathan Pulaski. Ten and a half to play in the first quarter. Bad facing his second down and seven.
2: Yeah, you see the spread offense. Two wide receivers in each direction on that first play, and it's a a deep snap and a handoff. So a good five yards to get back to the line of scrimmage for Nathan Pulaski, but he slips through the line and gets a couple nice yards, splitting the tackles and getting a nice gain on first down. That's going to be
1: quarterback keeper for Andrich. He's out for the running, has the first down in tone. He gets across the 35-yard line and tripped up right at the thirty-six. Stop made by number 62 for Cass City. That would be Kellen Levine, linebacker senior. Move the chains first and 10 for Bad X at their own 36-yard line
2: some familiarity on offense there from a couple years ago. Uh, I, I believe Cal Pokley was kind of running that offense at that time. You're seeing a little sprinkle that early where you have two guys in the backfield and not sure who's going to get that snap. That time a direct snap to the quarterback, designed run, where that time Pulaski becomes the fullback, the lead blocker, picks up the linebacker and Andrich does the rest and slips into the backfield and gets a first down.
1: Two to the right, one to the left and it's Andrich with the keeper coming to the left side, has room to run, has another first down and tackled forward all the way out to the 47, maybe the 40 yard line. Tackle made by Cassidy's. Cal Levine once again on the stop. Move the chains once again.
2: Exact same play, just the other direction. A direct snap to Andridge, and then the The running back is Pulaski, this time to the left. Pulaski picks up the end, double teams the defensive end, and that allows Andrich to get around the outside. Uh, Right now, again, fundamental base offense where the quarterback is becoming the running back, the running back becomes the fullback, and what's happening is his bad axe is overloading one side or the other, using that fullback to seal the end and allow Andrich to make that decision what hole to hit. So far, he's two for two, back-to-back nice runs for the Hatchets.
1: Two carries, 19 yards, and this time it's a handoff to Nathan Pulaski, hits the pocket. And hits the trenches, and not much further than that out to the 49. Tackle made by Cass City's 60. Cooper Mallory nose tackle, six foot one hundred eighty pounds senior
2: you can see what Bad X is trying to do, working in the quarterback, working in the running back, trying to make Cassidy guess who's going to get the ball. And you can see potentially what the evolution of this offense is going to be. Eventually when these guys get the reps, get the gameplay, you can certainly see Alex Andrich and Nathan Pulaski taking it to the next step, doing a little read option. Both guys make that decision. We saw some spread offenses in the past do that and have some success. You can see Bad X potentially looking in that direction
1: later on this season. Two wide each way. Working, splitting the hash marks at the 49-yard line. Quarterback keeper Andrich has across midfield, still on his feet at the 45, and tackled forward into the Cassidy 43-yard line. Dual tackles there. Landon shot leading the way for the Red Hawk defense, just shy of the first down marker by about a yard and a half. Third down, one yard to go, according to the spot at the Cassidy 43-yard line
2: alex andrus does a nice job there because he bobbles that snap he's looking downfield i think that's a broken play it was supposed to be a quick slant or, or a dump off pass to kind of get that rhythm going and when he bobbled that snap i love the there was no hesitation the play was busted he took off and ran and got a pretty nice gain out of it
1: third down yard and a half to go for bad axe working off left hash right to left cross your radio Two receivers each split each way. It's a handoff to Pulaski, and there are the Maroon jerseys to stop and miss tracks for a loss of a yard, maybe even two. On this side of the 45, lead the charge. West Cass City's Cooper Mallory nose tackle got inside the trenches and pushed momentum into the Badax backfield before anything could even occur. Fourth down, four to go for Badax.
2: And, that, and that's the Cass City defense we're looking to see. Is this the defense that can do what they did last year and, and pitch shutouts, keep teams under one score or two scores, but... Third down one, you have to be able to make that stop on the defensive side. Your good teams are going to get it. If they want to hang with Lakers, hang with the ugly Bearcats, etc. this team is going to have to come up big on defense. And on third down and one, that was a big tackle in the backfield. And now Bad Axe right near midfield has a decision to make. And they're going to go for it on fourth down and four.
1: Fourth down four, and there's movement. And this is going to be disco night, or is this encroachment? Initial signs show it is a false start. No word yet from the officials. We'll the refs are mic'd up tonight. We'll see if uh, the official remembers that he is mic'd up.
7: Dead ball! Stop.
1: Off it. Yeah, he's mic'd up, alright.
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. Did you catch that? Uh, false start. <laughs> offense. If I can't... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone's car speakers across the thumb of Michigan blowing out now. But... Fourth down, nine to go now, into their own territory at their own 49-yard line. Badax still in the same formation, and now we have Whistles, and saying move the clock. Roll the clock, and now we're rolling. Under seven minutes to play, 6-0 City leading Badax. City started the drive at Badax's eight-yard line, thanks in part to a huge run to start to kick off the game. Pass downfield, and it is caught into the hands of Austin Cummings, the senior wide receiver. He slipped into the secondary, behind the secondary, brought in after a slow snap was actually trickled out to Andrus. He got it out and down the field. Move the chains. Fourth down conversion. Badax hanging on to some offense here. Yeah, one-on-one with Mason Nevick,
2: and I think he fell for the fact that the, the snap literally rolled to the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. It never was airborne. Rolled all the way back to it. So kudos to the quarterback Andrus to scoop that ball up off the turf and make a good throw, and Nevick bit on it. He stepped in to come help clean up the play instead of staying with his man, and 88 Austin Cummins comes open down the middle of the field, and it's a great throw and catch for a big fourth down conversion. For the Hatchets.
1: It's Andrich on the keeper, and Cass City comes in. Troop and droves stops him immediately at the original line of scrimmage at the 34 yard line, led by Riker Wallace, the sophomore line- linebacker for the Red Hawks. Second down, 11. They're going to say mark him down right at the 35 yard line for a loss of a yard.
2: Good adjustment there by the Red Hawk defense, just not being fooled by what the Bad X offense was doing on the first couple's possessions the first couple series you're seeing that fullback that running back is Pulaski. where he's going is where the ball's going so far on this drive City recognized that took away that overloaded side and just swarmed to the football andridge had nowhere to go
1: three to the right one to the left looking to his left and nothing Pulaski in the flats he gets the pass completed and he gets out to about the 31 yard line Stop made by Cass City's landing shot out of the secondary cornerback senior, leading rusher on offense as well from last season. Moves the line of scrimmage forward by five yards, but still third down, seven to go from the Cass City 31-yard line.
2: Another nice throw by Andrus, and they're asking him to do a lot. That was a snap to him where he has to pump fake to his right and then completely shift his body and instantly throw that ball into the flats to his running back that slipped out of the backfield, and he leads him perfectly, catches him in stride, Pulaski hauls in a fingertip catch, and they get a few nice yards on that play design, which is going to make third down manageable.
1: They send Logan Miles and A.J. Fritz wide to the right, wide to left, Austin Cummings, and... Another receiver, that's Julian Dubes. Back to pass, throwing to the far right side. This one's up in the air. It is tipped by number three, Tyler Cumper in defense. Had a lot of air in there. A lot of time to adjust. Pass was intended for the other number three, Logan Miles. The senior wide receiver falls incomplete. Now another fourth down, seven to go from the Kansas City 31.
2: Yeah, it's an aggressive play on third down. He's got one-on-one that clearly liked the matchup. Uh, but again, you again right? you're right, Clark. Too much air under that ball. You'd like to see that. Uh, more thrown down the field where his receiver can catch it on stride, and uh, they, they had a chance to beat him. Tyler cumper under under run that the, he went up to get it and deflected that ball got behind him for Logan Miles to have a chance to catch it anyways, but it falls harmlessly to the ground. And now Bad X on fourth on fourth down and seven. Now will line up and go for it again.
1: Looking to pass on fourth and seven. It's a screen, uh, what I can call a screen pass, and he nearly threw it out of bounds, and he was a catch, but he's going out of bounds as he did it to Julian Dubes. And it's short of the first down marker by three yards, and that's going to be a turnover on downs at the Cass City 27-yard line. So turnover on downs, Cass City back in offense, still leading 6-0. But Axe moving the ball down the field. Some progress there.
2: Oh, I, I, was, I liked what they did. I thought they did a lot of good things. They ran the ball well. They mixed in Andrich and Pulaski, uh, did some good things, made a couple big throws, a huge fourth down and nine completion. Uh, you'd like to see on third down and seven. You'd like to see him get a few yards to make fourth down a little more manageable. Um, but, oh, hey, I, I like the aggressive shot. It's early in the season. Let's test what Andridge can do for you as first time a quarterback. And uh, now we'll see if the defense can answer the call here. Landon shot gets the
1: handoff, and he's out for, the, out for a yard, maybe two, and there's a flag immediately. This could be an encroachment as it was a free play potentially forecast City's offense. As the officials will try this one again.
7: On the field, it's a five-yard penalty. Five yard.
1: So it's a five-yard penalty on Cass City. So it's first week for everyone here this week, and it's actually five yards on bad accent. Was a free play encroachment on the defense. So move march off five yards, and now it is first and five. For the Red with three yards to go from the 34-yard line. <laughs> Five-yard penalty, and they gave, gave him
2: seven. First and five. Yeah, they definitely marked that ball from where the play ended, which should not be the case, but nonetheless,
1: here we go. It's going to be a handoff to Riker Wallace His helmets are flying off, and Riker Wallace has the first down, and he's out to about the 39-yard line before he is stopped. That's going to be a pickup of five move the chains for cast city picking up right where they left off in their last drive leading six nothing over bad x with four minutes 20 seconds left in the first quarter
2: that nice run there by wallace right through the middle battling through those linebackers and, and getting just enough for that first down uh, again i think he got about three and a half yards but in this case it's a, a full five <laughs> but uh, again let's get that behind us first down cat city at their own 39 yard line
1: lakers leading millington three nothing currently it's a pitch to Landon Shotter on the left side. There's a flag coming. This one's going to come back with a hold. Landon Shot as it stands right now into Bad Axe territory at the 45 yard line. A nice little 16 yard scamper for the senior running back. Tackle made by Bad Axe's Julian Dubes out of the secondary of junior. And that one is not going to stick whatsoever as it's ostensibly currently standing at the 45.
7: Second down. Second down. Holding
1: on the Red Hawks Hawks is the call. So, it's going to repeat first down.
2: That's a tough... that's a uh, that's a tough holding call there for Cass City because that play goes to their left and the hold was called on the right side of the line. It was either Tristan Gruber or Luke Shearhart away from the play as they basically tackled uh, one of the Bad Axe defenders when the play was going completely the other way. So uh, again, one of them first game jitters type thing, first game mistakes. No reason to hold the guy. It's nowhere near the play. It's going to cost Cass City 10 yards and it's going to make this drive a little bit tougher now first down and 20.
1: First down and 20 from their own 29 yard line. Receiver wide to the right, that's Brady Collis. Under center, Carter Patrick pitches out to Landon Schott in jumping out of his tackles. Alex Andrews' defensive end, and he brings him down for a four yard loss back at the 25 yard line. Alex Andrews jumped out of his own tackle and brought down the ball carrier for a four yard loss.
2: Yeah, Andridge, uh, the quarterback, also uh, doing a good job on defense. He jumps out, and Tyler Cumber's got him sealed off, but assumes that Landon Shot's going to cut inside of him where Andridge had left, so he blocks him to the backfield, which is right where Landon Shot hopped around to. So the defender did a good job of making that tackle in the backfield for a loss on the play.
1: Kolox, excuse me. And it's another handoff to Landon Shot. He has room to run. He's brought down at the original line of scrimmage back at the 39 or 40-yard line tackle made by Badax's Peyton Cady, the freshman linebacker, tracks him down after a... Big gain from the twenty-four out to the thirty down to the forty-yard line. A sixteen-yard pickup for Landon Shot.
2: Yeah, that was a great run by Landon Shot as he gets to the near sideline here, right through the middle, kicks it to the outside, and it's a foot race to the sideline for a nice sixteen-yard gain. It's still third down and ten, but now getting closer to midfield. This could be four-down territory early here for in the
1: Redhawks. C- in comparison, it feels like a third and short. T formation for Carter Patrick and the Redhawks, and they're going to hand it off to Riker Walls, and he gets. Yes. Two hard-fought yards before number 52, Williskowski brings him down. Defensive tackle junior for Bad Ax, and stops him in his tracks at the 42-yard line. Fourth down, eight to go.
2: Love the discipline on Bad Ax's side yeah. of defense. That uh, that is easily a, a wing T offense that you can easily fall into traps, lean into fakes. Certainly, lean towards the play, the run action that Landon shot side. They hold their ground. There's a double team waiting for Riker Wallace, and all he can do is run through a defender get a couple yards and now a long fourth down and seven Carter Patrick on fourth and seven, rolling to his left, throws downfield. It's brought in by
1: Riker Wallace Is he going to get to the first down? He does. Across midfield and converts on fourth down by a half a yard right and midfield, forced out of bounds by Logan Miles out of the secondary. Move the chains, a fourth down conversion. Cassidy's still alive. And Peyton Katie there has him one
2: on one, a freshman linebacker. The throw is made. He's got a chance for him, but he's able to slip away, get away from Katie, and angle his way just enough for him for a first down so so far both teams week one right out of the gate first quarter we've seen a couple pretty good fourth down passing conversions to extend drives
1: minute 30 left in the first quarter and it's 6-0 Cassidy Cassidy on offense right at midfield at the Bad Axe 49 yard line left right across the radio wing T to the right receiver wide to the right Landon shot gets it right up the tr- right up the gap and he's across the 45 down to the 43 tackle made by Dalton Geiger nose tackle for a senior for the Bad Axe Hatchets Second down, four to go for Cass City. Minute five remains in the first.
2: Just what you want to see out of that wing T. Grind it out. Get those runs. Attack the heart and soul of that Bad Axe defense right between the tackles and battle your way for six yards on first down.
1: Second down, four and a half to go inside Bad Axe territory. 50 seconds and counting in the first. Six-nothing Cass City leading Bad Axe. Patrick gets the call from head coach Scott Cathrell. Trots back into the huddle. And back to the line of scrimmage. Receiver wide to the left, Tyler Cumper. Everyone else in the backfield, two running backs and a wing back to the right. And it's going to be a handoff to Riker Wallace, and he has stopped immediately for no gain. Tackle made by Alex Andrich, who may have had a missed face mask on that tackle as he's brought down immediately. He could have been right below the face mask as well. No gain on the play. Third down, five to go for Kansas City.
2: That's a great play by Alex Anders individually on defense, getting right into the backfield basically, pulling down the running back right as he gets the ball. Nowhere going there. So good, another good job by the Bad Axe defense. And we've
1: reached the end of the first quarter with a one-score ball game. 6-0, City leading Bad Axe on the W WLW Sports Network second quarter coming up next. On to the second quarter, third down and five for the Cass City Redhawks. Now marching right to left across your radio as they lead Bad Axe 6-0. As we have a thunderstorm looming west of Cass City. Now, by law, the storm has to travel via M81 at that angle. (laughs) And there it is. We are officially in a lightning Thunder delay.
7: In the area.
0: So, we will be delaying the game.
1: normally we like to do this in weeks three and beyond because we're a little warmed up and we know what to talk about <laughs> and we know how to <laughs> buy time. Tonight, not ideal. As, frankly, we're looking east, so we have not seen lightning, and I think the officials should put a blinder up to the left side of them unfortunately very to the right side of your radio would be southwest and that's where the storm's coming in and if you pull up a radar it is uh, a mighty storm coming in and that is not going to be the uh, first time that we see uh, storms coming through cass city they had a torrential downpour and storms come through here yesterday and I give credit to all the construction teams out here to make this field and stadium and complex presentable and use- usable this weekend. Uh, because yesterday, well, there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of open wood still out there, and they put did a great job as the fans are clearing out and trying to find protection and cover. Teams are back to their locker rooms. Cast City in their locker room underneath us. There's another lightning, so reset the timer. And Bad going to the brand new visitor locker room, which is uh, a very encouraging addition to the complex here. Great complex already. Previously, the away c- team would have to go into the bus or back to the cast City side, which was about a locker room the size of a, I'd call it a master bathroom, <laughs> uh, about that size. So, Dave Hansen, how's your summer? And please tell me in great detail and slowly <laughs> because we've got a lot of time to cover here.
2: Oh, man. It, it's been good. It, it's gone by fast. You know, it's it feels like it, it started very late. It was cold and rainy and drizzly, and then it got warm and rainy. Uh, but so far, so good. I uh, can't believe, like I said, football season is here already. And uh, now we're uh, actually we're starting to see a little bit of rain here now, finally, Clark. But uh, do all of our rain delays have to happen at Cassidy? I feel like that's kind of a ritual now. It's the only place You're I right. Have- yeah.
1: Yeah. You are right. I think our last two, if not three, have been right here in Gas City. So, more additions to Cast City here. New windows in front of us. We pulled them all right out. Great window panes. Previously, they opened... There's basically four panes, and they opened to the outsides, which is still kind of the situation here now. But then when you open them out, I had a clear view. But then they were double paned, double paned. So, there's four panes of glass... With a lot of humidity built up over the seasons and years, so uh, we really couldn't see out of those. Now, beautiful views of the stadium, more lightning there as well. If you have not by now looked at your radar, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's not good, not good, and we could be in for a late night here. I told my wife before I left today, I said... Hoping to stay on air and hoping we don't have lightning, but it could be a late night because we're most certainly going to have some lightning and thunder.
2: Yeah, we were hoping it would hold off. Uh, gosh, we get to the second half, something could happen here, but uh, fair enough, here it is. You might be able to start to hear that rain really start to hit the, the roof here. But, yeah, it, it's come on quick. It does not look like a good front. And, uh, yeah, I, I told my wife the same thing. I'll see you later, <laughs> hopefully not tomorrow, but it, yeah. we may be on that pace.
1: Yeah, it's coming down in droves already as Kendallanthus went and saved our field, mics. We haven't. My field mics go through a gate and compressor, and I think those, that gate and compressor is, is maybe has seen its better days. Has cutting in and out, and we'll see. Of course, the press box now has Wi-Fi, even, and I was a little concerned leading into this This, if anyone has used a cell phone in the greater Midwest this summer, <laughs> uh, it's been a little rough, and so, uh, very pleased with. Uh, having Wi-Fi here in Cass City, Wi-Fi now and ugly Wi-Fi in Laker country. And there are – that's seven of our nine games this regular season. The other one would be Hover Beach and – To be determined, right? To be determined, yes, that's what it is.
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, but, a, and that's a, that, but that's a trend too. So That's, that's very a, true. That's and a, and hopefully I'm, that's something everybody starts to pick up on because it's very helpful.
1: Very pleased with me. We have Matt Prescorn here with us who is – not solely responsible for the complex here, but pretty darn close. I don't, I don't see anyone else out here putting in the effort like Matt Prescorn is. Little disappointed in him, though. He couldn't get those field numbers painted onto the field. His, uh, mother Nature was not his friend this week? <laughs> and if you've never come out and taken a look at the Cass City complex the field, especially unbelievable quality. Was out here mowing at about five o'clock today, mowing each five yards in a different direction, so you have that pattern and color differential. He talked to the folks down at Michigan State Fields and uh, Grounds crew for Michigan Spartan Stadium. Got the same paint color for the uprights for the field goal posts. Unbelievable job Matt Prescorn does, and his wife makes a mean chocolate chip cookie as well. Oh,
2: yes, she does. Yeah, we, yeah We've been fortunate over the years to be able to score a few of those, but uh, they are the best, and that's uh, not making fun of anybody out there. They are very good.
1: They're very good. Very, very good. So, Dave Hansen. What, before we get too sidetracked here, let's talk about game trends we've seen so far. Cassidy, I mean, that first score was really set up by a huge kickoff return all the way down to the eight-yard line, and they punched it in from there.
2: A, but, a missed tackle and uh, and basically a busted play for, for Bad X right out of the gate. So that you can chalk that up however you want, uh, but a, a big break for Cassidy right out of the gate. They punch it in for six, but Bad X keeps him out of the two-point conversion, minimizes the damage to six-nothing.
1: We're going to take a short break, and when we return, we'll have more from this weather delay in Cass City, Michigan. Right here on the WNOW Sports Network. Smoke on the water, thunder in the air. We are in a lightning delay from Cassidy, Michigan, as we have exactly 12 minutes of football under our belts. And we have just 36 more minutes to get underway here. We need what? Two quarters completed before they could before they can call a game complete. We'll have to check up on. Like we said, we like a weather delay week three and beyond because we've got our all of our systems in check and we kind of are in mid-season form but you're listening to the wlw sports network clark ramsey dave hansen doug cole dan benke and kendall anthis with your weather watch 2023 broadcast here tonight from Cass city as the lightning continues to strike uh southeast now of Cass city we're seeing it already and the unfortunate part, it's a small cell. That's a good part. The unfortunate part is it's a small cell, a series of small cells going all the way back over about to Alma, Michigan, and coming, beelining it right for Cass City.
2: Yeah, and it's very colorful. There is, it's, there's lots of yellows and reds. Uh, its It could be nasty. We'll see, we'll see what kind of luck we have here in the next half hour to an hour.
1: So it's Kazakh it stands right now. It's Badax 0, Cass City 6. Cass City scored right away. They had a kickoff return from the 18-yard line brought in by Lenhard, Cole Lenhard. And then all the way, finally brought down, had a missed few missed tackles, and then was brought down at the Bad Axe 8-yard line two plays later. Landon shot, punches it in for six points. The two-point conversion fails. And then we are down 6-0, Cass City leading. And then Bad Axe has a turnover on downs, moved the ball quite well. They started their own 24-yard line and at the Cass City 27-yard line turnover on downs. On fourth down, they already converted one-fourth down in a broken play as the snap was trickled back to Alex Andridge and then thrown down to Austin Cummings Sr. And brought in on a bobbled catch and then brought it in enough to move the chains, keep the drive alive. And got down to the edge of the red zone for Cass City, to Cass City's territory there. And now, after Lakers starting out 3-0 with a field goal for Lakers to start the season, and then Millington... Scores and then they score again. 11 seconds into 11 the seconds 11 seconds left in the first quarter, according to Kendallanthus, 14 to 3. Millington now leading Lakers in Laker Country. And that game will probably continue because the Thunder and Lightning is far enough away as Huron uh, County does not allow Lightning and Thunder on football game nights. Brown City in Peck. In Peck tonight, it is. Twenty-two to six. Now it was twenty-two nothing at the end of the first quarter. Brown City leading Peck, but the Pirates on the board first in the second quarter to make it twenty-two to six in the second quarter. And those are the only two scores we have going on here, aside from our game in front of us. Cast City six, Bad Axe nothing. Dave Hansen, I've been impressed. We've had two teams. I mean, so Bad Axe has been ran this double wing last year. Before that, they ran this single wing. Now I'd call it a single wing, but pushing the wing backs and star backs outside as wide receivers it's almost like a like like you say it has a hint of that direct snap to either the running back or the quarterback combined with the spread offense
2: it's not completely accurate but it looks and feels more like a spread offense yeah, right yeah with uh with one running back in the backfield keeping the quarterback company and so far we've seen Lots of run action, right? You've seen the direct handoffs, the direct snaps. Um, you've seen where most of the time if the quarterback gets it and it's a design run, then you'll see Pulaski end up being like that lead fullback, but they try to overload one side. You see it a lot in eight-player football right now. Uh, try to create leverage, try to overload one side or the other. And when two, running, when two guys are in the backfield that are a threat to run, the defense has to stay neutral. They can't favor one side or the other. So when that direct snap happens, and the running back goes right, and the quarterback fouls. The next thing you know, those linebackers have to rotate over, one to pick up the fullback, and the other one then to make the tackle. And uh, that's not talking about the secondary, but if that works out well for BadX, there's four or five yards that could be had on any play. And, uh, again, you see it a lot at the eight-player game. You see it a lot for teams that like to spread people out, get their athletes in space. Um, we've seen it run well, uh, oh, what, almost a decade ago with the Harbeach Pirates? Yeah. Now, that was a team that executed um, – the spread offense very well run first out of the spread offense and I mentioned it during that drive you could see all the different things they were doing with Pulaski with Andrich, and now the next phase in my mind is read option where the quarterback gets it running back both have it in their same hands they look for their opening whoever sees it first takes the football and goes it's a very high-end way to run the football it's very confusing to defenses and there's a lot of trust between in this case, Andrich and Pulaski. But if they're gonna be in the backfield, they can stay healthy all year. I think that's the next step to their creativity in the backfield to make that running game from the spread dangerous.
1: Now that's the new Bad X offense. Cass City coming out without say a wrinkle of a new offense. It's still the concepts of a T formation, straight T, but it's more like a wing T with two in the backfield and a wing back out behind the tight end, outside of the tight end, or out wide right or left as well. Nice little wrinkle there. I like to see it, especially when you have a play caller like Carter Patrick, who's a true athlete. I was talking to Brett Ross, assistant coach and athletic director, as well as transportation director here at Cassidy Schools. And it says, you know, previously, Carter Patrick was playing quarterback as an athlete. Now he's a quarterback playing as a quarterback. He's he's really expanded his, his wheelhouse there and his abilities as a senior season, as you typically see. With a senior play caller, second year starting quarterback missed his sophomore year with a collarbone. Otherwise, probably a three-year starting quarterback year for Carter Patrick. But nice to see the playbook kind of opening up around him. And uh, so far, I mean, with Riker Walls in the backfield, you got Landon Shot in the backfield. You got some pretty strong pieces of artillery in your backfield as well.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, but like I said, we said at the beginning of the show, and we'll say it all season long: Carter Patrick gives Cass City an extra element, an extra weapon. Cassidy is known, like the Ugly Bearcats, is the closest comparison I can find. That is wing T, run, run, run. They beat you at the line of scrimmage. Uh, they, they beat you three and four yards at a time. They will slow play you, and eventually they will get that big run. Well, now, and especially with this new wrinkle, as you put it, They are looking to put the ball in Carter Patrick's hand and let him make decisions. He has earned their trust. He is that dual threat athlete. He has the ability to make those throws. He is very good at distributing the football, and he understands when it's his turn to keep it or if there's nothing there, he has the ability to tuck it and run and take what's given to him. And that is the type of thing that's going to take you to the next level. At high school football, things are never perfect. Things happen. We saw actually, I'll flip the script, you saw it happen to Andrich. Uh, there was definitely a pass play where he was looking downfield. That snap got by his hands, hit him in the chest, and that ball rolled to the ground. He was able to pick that ball up, and with no hesitation, the first opening he saw, he took it and he turned a busted play and a sack into a six or seven yard game. Those are the types of things that Carter Patrick can do. Alex Andrich is showing he's capable of doing. Some of those teams that are willing to use that quarterback and let him make plays. Those are the teams that tend to separate themselves and make not only our good teams but become great teams in this area. If you're just joining
1: us, we are currently in a lightning and weather delay here in Cass City at the, at, right as the first quarter concluded. We are about to start the second quarter and we saw lightning, so that means immediately everyone must leave for 30 minutes. We're currently at 15 minutes, although we've seen plenty of lightning since there. But I want to try something here because we see a lot of headlights out there. Uh, everyone has, of course, cleared out and into the, uh, found some sort of cover. We see a lot of headlights on out there. If you're listening to us, I want you to flash your headlights at us right now. All right. We see one, two, oh, three, four. Ah, this is fantastic. That is All awesome. All right. This is, I feel very, very powerful man right now, I must say. <laughs> That's great. Thank you for that. Thank you for indulging us and uh, keeping us entertained up here. This is, we'll have plenty more challenges for our listeners out there hanging out in the parking lots and in, in local neighborhoods of this beautiful City complex. So, Dave Hanson, uh, it's kind of funny, Dave, because I go 14 weeks of the season feeling like you're my best friend and we chat nonstop and we're long-lost pals on, on air. And then for the other how many weeks of the regular offseason – we barely see each other but we pick right back up where we <laughs> left off and it's uh, i've seen you I, I actually talked to you and saw you more times this off season than previous though, but it's so good to see you. you look great and uh saw abby today the wife uh, It was great to see here as well and the kids are doing well the whole family
2: yeah, can't complain. Like I said, who, who thought having three kids would make it easier for me to come and find you and see you, right? So uh, life makes no sense sometimes. But yeah, come out your way this uh, today. Um, yeah. Support of Sure Hospital played in their golf outing today. That was a lot of fun, even though, of course, was flooded and it was uh, drizzly raining all day. But no lightning delays there. So yes, that's I, guess for I, sure. I guess I can't complain too much. It was a good day.
1: It was a good day. We had 35 teams out there for the Sure Health Auxiliary outing that's been going on for, frankly, longer than we've been alive. And uh, great turnout. All the money and proceeds raised from today go to the Sure Health organization as a whole to help with capital improvement projects across the whole organization. Sure Health, with five locate five communities serving across the entire Thumb area and beyond as well with our reach. But that was today golf, and we appreciated the scenic golf out crew out there to just make the course presentable and usable with carts. I mean, half of the fairways were flooded, and so you had to evade that, of course, but. Uh, very appreciative just to have the course on on open and usable i was going to use the dave hansen line when i was doing my little speech before we started dave the course is in beautiful condition let's keep it that way but i decide not to i, I couldn't, couldn't quote dave hansen pass it out
2: that would have been a perfect line even yeah. though there's no heather on that golf course uh, uh, driving carefully and not getting your cart stuck in the middle of the fairway could have been an option if you're not paying attention <laughs> yeah. today but uh, it worked out well it seemed like uh, the course will hold up and get out of it quicker than people think
1: yeah well certainly we're just playing to great heights at scenic today <laughs> But as the rain continues to pour down here, uh, we've been talking about some of the improvements here. Of course, a new sound system here at the uh, football complex. I'm sure you can hear the music in the background as well. It's been uh, quite the, the process of improving. Phase two next is going to be the bleachers and this upper deck. So Kansas City's uh, stadium actually has two layers of bleachers. The front, which is your typical uh, your bleachers, classic bleach stadium bleachers, and then up here is actually concrete with bleachers on top of that. Moving forward, the word on the street is that's actually going to be stadium seating, so like armed, armrests, cup holders, seats, and then the bleachers are going to be extended out either way with a tunnel put in as well, so looking forward to those improvements here in Red Hawk Nation. As uh, Cassidy Schools, above 300 for the first time in nine seasons, according to the MHSA numbers. Good to see uh, all enrollment going up across the whole uh, thumb area, actually. We're seeing an increase in enrollment. We saw some pretty, uh, I wouldn't say bleak years there, but certainly uh, some thin years across the way. The economy coming back, a lot of people moving back home. Good to see as well.
2: It's, it's good for everything. It's good for the economy. It's good for all of us. Uh, and I'm glad to see that because it was. It was bleak. It was looking kind of sad. It was uh, kind of scary there for a little, a little while. Bit. So uh, hopefully this is a good sign of a trend, things to come. Uh, and it's great to see younger people move back to this area, start to have families and enroll those kids in these local schools.
1: And it looks like Brown City and Peck are also in a lightning delay now as Kendallanthus uh earning his zero-pay internship uh, dollars so far and uh, reporting with his network of contacts across the way other area scores millington and lakers at the end of the first quarter millington 14 lakers three and brown city and peck in, pack, in pack now in a lightning delay as well brown city leading Pack 22 to 6 our game in front of us here in lightning delay as well with Cass city leading bad 6 nothing and that came right in the first minute in one of the game when Landon shot rumbled in from six yards out to put the only score of this game so far through the first quarter. And just before the lightning struck a ways away, it was Cass City on offense starting to march down the field, but impressive showing from both Bad X and Cass City.
2: I have to tell you, I've been slightly more impressed with Bad X. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I I really thought Cass City... How many more would-
1: adverbs can you put before that, though? Yeah. No, but I, I, I know what you're saying, though, because...
2: I didn't have. I didn't know what uh, to expect another from another new
1: coaching staff in Bad Axe. You're saying, "Oh no,
2: here we go." New coaching staff, new offense, total revamp of who's starting. It's going s-
1: slow start. You're expecting. But they how came you, out How
2: can you not? I'm impressed
1: uh, with, with the with certainly with the uh, the spread formation, passing a fourth down completion on a broken play. That's promising for the future of Bad X football.
2: Yeah, they they are they have some athletes. I've mm-hmm. liked what they've done in the running game. It starts with the running game. It starts up front in the trenches, and then it starts, in this case, with Andrich and Pulaski staying healthy, making good decisions, taking care of the football. They've done that so far. They did have a drive stall, but they moved the ball um, it, on the ground, through the air, made some good decisions. Uh, again, I liked what I saw on our defense. They've bent a little bit. They've had one major mistake. And that was the opening kickoff. They, you cannot allow that to happen. They had him wrapped up for a very short return and they let him free. Missed tackles are going to happen. That can't happen in the future. They give Cass City the free six points to start, but after that it's been a battle for Cass City. They they have been given nothing, had to earn everything. And uh, you know, thought Baddox is off the field. They get that there's a holding play on first down, makes it first and 20. That is a defense's dream, but Landon Shot escapes for a big run, gets them in, a, in an area where they can convert on fourth down, and they do. They throw it on a fourth down and make a nice conversion. So uh, we've seen Cassidy overcome. Uh, I think maybe they're surprised a little bit, but to be honest, I thought Bad Axe has come out and played well. I think they had some rhythm going. I hope they can maintain that rhythm, jump right back into it, make a make this a fun football game when, if and when we get back on the field.
1: One of the downsides of a new sound system here in Cass City is Andy Gray is currently our DJ. <laughs> and it's. He didn't hear us. So no, maybe he did. It was a slow reaction. But no, I mean, I, I do enjoy the music. They're just getting a hard time. Andy Gray, of course, the PA announcer here. As this, it, the skies are getting lighter, I will say, it's suddenly. Uh, we may have been in a lunar eclipse there. What it felt like is how dark it was at 7 o'clock on a aug- mid August night. As it is getting brighter, the majority of the lightning and thunderstorms are through projected radar in the future is showing that it's mostly going to be rain at least for the for a bit now what possibly could be wrong with a forecast in future projection of a radar nothing whatsoever in the state of Michigan so they're always right we have great hope that they'll get this game back under Ricks. I'm not sure if we just if the clock keeper went on strike uh, but according to that it shows that we haven't had lightning in 23 minutes I hope I hope he's right. Uh, I, I I love the optimism. I'm not sure that's really the case though. So uh, this is the point in the in the rain delay and the lightning delay that we uh, start to really get thinned on what we're going to talk about and anything goes at this point. So Doug Cole is our director of sports information. Doug, how you doing?
3: I'm doing great. I'm glad to be uh, here. Unfortunately, uh, we're in a little delay, but uh, can't uh, control Mother Nature and. Uh, I had to be impressed. I'm impressed with Bad X like you guys were saying. I think yes that one uh, kickoff return to start the game. I think that's the big difference in the game. Besides that, it's been pretty even.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And what's harder to fathom, though, Doug, is your—is this your 11th year now?
3: This is my 11th year. 11th year. year 2013 was my uh, my first uh, my first game. That's without, a, without the belt. Wait,
1: that's right. Doug Cole <laughs> forgot a belt. I think uh, we discussed it We this, did uh, Two years uh, in, ago in, in the last yeah. late We had here at Cassidy Yeah, yeah. Uh, This M81 Valley Just weather My goodness But uh, no we, I'm sure some of you Might recall this conversation But Doug Cole shows up For the first broadcast Ever I mean you were nervous Understandably yeah, A little bit uh, And uh, you didn't wear a belt And Dave Hansen Called you out Immediately for it And uh, 11 years later We still haven't forgotten
3: oh, Nope it Never so, will but,
1: but you've never Forgotten a belt since
3: Yep, yep. I, I've been uh, perfect score and this hot streak. So, folks, <laughs> not t- not much to uh, with not that, too much to ask for. With that
1: story, for just a cheap thirteen ninety nine a month, you can subscribe to the Dave Hansen <laughs> School of Proper Clothing Etiquette. He will come <laughs> to your house personally and remind folks to wear a belt, and they will not forget. Will not forget for eleven straight years. Now, mind you, Dave Hansen is wearing sandals, slides. We get you new t- new tennis shoes. And you're wearing slides.
0: I know. I
2: haven't put them on yet. It's I okay. Will. I appreciate the uh, the new shoes, though. Well, they look great.
1: Uh, we went a little overboard on the apparel this year, but uh, that's hard to believe with, with me. But uh, uh, the new digs, Kendallanthus. I mean, it was either that or he's going to have to go with a tank top, and we were, just, we're not going to allow that. So, uh, College kids budget, man. No kid you kidding. And and so speaking of Kendallanthus, uh coming off of, uh, of course, college athlete, baseball. Starting pitcher for Northwood now. Transferred from Saginaw Valley. Transferred last season. Uh, it's a good season. Uh,
4: conference champions. And conference tournament champions. Uh, we brought ourselves home a ring, which was pretty sweet. We uh, we had a rough... We lost our sec- or second or third game of the weekend in conference tournament. We had to uh, win another one that night and then win two on Saturday to win it all against the same team and we ended up doing it. So it was pretty exciting. Uh, headed to my first regional. Um, won our first game, then lost the next two, but had a great experience, something I've never done before, and it's a pretty fun time.
1: And then talk to me about Summer Ball here because you were supposed to be going to Kalamazoo or? Muskegon. Muskegon. Correct. Now you're supposed to play baseball in Muskegon for the summer. Correct. You get to Muskegon. Nope. You, I don't you even you get, to get to Muskegon. You didn't get to Muskegon. And you get no. a phone call. Correct. From?
4: My head coach at school um, basically saying. Hey, if you're okay with it, you're going to go to Lafayette, Indiana. And I'm like. Beautiful this time of the year. Yeah, it, there's tons to do there. Uh, it's actually not that bad. But I was supposed to live with my aunt and uncle um, over in Grand Rapids, which was a great experience. Uh, but that came to a close very quickly. And so I packed my car and off to Lafayette, Indiana, I went. Uh, played like 52 games in 60 days, stretching oh. from uh, Pennsylvania to Iowa down to Tennessee, uh, all over. And. Uh, it's a lot of baseball. Got to play in front of some crazy crowds, four or five thousand, Wow. huge stadiums. Yeah, it's a great experience. Got to play a bunch of guys from the SEC.
1: I was gonna say, now you're t- you were talking to me uh, in a few phone calls earlier, and just the competition you were going up against. I mean, there's a lot of scouts, a lot of eyes on this, uh, on Lafayette's team, on the whole conference that you were kind of playing in there. Correct. And that, that's that's a huge step for you.
4: Yeah. No, it was pretty cool I actually. Uh, the Atlanta Braves drafted or signed in free agency one of our one of my teammates. He was our shortstop, and all of a sudden, he's gone. Wow! Uh, signed in free agency, and he's gone. So uh, that was unfortunate because he was our four hole hitter and um, our uh-huh. shortstop. And now he is off the pro ball, and he's gone. But yeah, you're getting to play in front of scouts and all these other people, televised games, stuff like that. It was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. Well,
1: the same thing almost happened to me. I was golfing this summer, and uh, the, the Live Tour uh, it was like, Clark, you got to come on the Live Tour. And I said, nope, I'm sticking to my guns. So I, I told the Live Tour no. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, that's very cool. Kendall Antis, Uh playing Lafayette. What's the what's aviators? The ma- aviators.
4: Yep. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was cool.
1: There's something about minor league baseball. The, the, the mascots are great. Anything goes. And oh. I think that's what I love about it. The marketing of, of minor league baseball teams is just try it, and we'll do it. Yeah, I, mean, I love that. But some they, of the
2: team names. they normally put on a, a good show when you're there, though. The experience oh, of going to a game is second to none. They they do an excellent job. Family oriented, all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. It's it's a blast to go see those games.
4: I mean, even some of the names in our or er, in uh, our conference. I mean, you had the the Corn Belters, which was a corn uh, of cob, or. Er, Cob of Corn, wow. The uh, Corn Belters. Yep, the Corn Belters. Ah, that's, yep. that's
1: the team that Doug could get behind, the yeah. Belters. Uh, the you, d- Corn Belters.
4: <laughs> you had the Chili Coffee Paints, which was a horse that was, yeah. Well, I mean, all over the Great Lakes
1: Loons have a rally camel. Yeah, I it's mean, which is some great. Of the I love that. Things. But no, it's a very cool experience. So now, back to Back to school. Back to Northwood for right. what is this year? Seventeenth year of eligibility, or what? No, going no, fourth year. Fourth year. Okay. Fourth year,
4: and I'm done. This is it. This is it. Yep. Okay. And I gotta go find a real job. I can't just come work for you all the time.
1: Well, I'm work for me yeah. <laughs> in and, and, we, and we don't pay you in turn so in it's, it's it's quite quite a good gig for us you got a new shirt though i did inch and sh- and two, two, shirts. two shirts two polos and we're gonna give him a vest as well <laughs>
4: so. and i got a quarter zip last year
1: that's right so you're, you're I got a you're, whole new wardrobe yeah no kidding you you've got just three more days to fill there yeah you could wear the vest with no shirt underneath there's oh, another day yeah. for you that's a so, good look yeah it's, I'm gonna it's a hit bold the look before that one yeah it's a bold look so uh, we got uh, the cuban shuffle going on now which i'm not gonna say it never mind it's a good sign that we might be playing football pretty soon no kidding. Yeah. so they're saying 13 minutes away if we are clear in 13 minutes uh we will find out as dan Banky, i'm talking with the officials so there's a reason he's the best spotter in the business uh, he's doing his homework right now uh, to see what's what's going on here, uh, Paul Adams. I, how was your off season, Paul Adams? What, yeah, uh, hold on. Well, there we go. How about now? Oh, can you hear yeah. me now? now there we got are. You. Yeah. So off season was good. Off back, season was good. Back, back, back uh, the swing of things now.
6: You know, recharge the batteries. Get a lot of golf, and uh, you know, just laid uh, laid <laughs> low for the summer.
1: Okay so what are you what are your views here uh, you mean you picked not calling me out here but you picked cass city to win by yeah i don't feel
6: so good about that pick right now points,
1: 52 points I,
6: i'm not gonna lie i felt really good in the first minute about that pick
1: all right hold on we have breaking news here from dan banky dan bank take it away
2: this went down and talked to one of the officials we are going to be starting play or they're going to start warming up in 11 minutes a 10-minute warm-up and then no half time this is going to play right through Oh, so well, okay, three quarters then. in a row. Okay. Wow. That's so it. that's the update. Thank I Dan. like that.
1: I like that. Okay. Well, thank you, Dan Banke. He Comes in and gets out just <laughs> like that. Mike so, uh, drop. Mike drop. That's what he does. That's what he does. So, Paul Adams. Uh, uh, yeah.
6: My, my thoughts are, you know, I was listening to you and Dave, and you know, kind of break this thing down during during the uh, uh, weather delay, and I agree totally. I think Badex is. Uh, not only played even with Cassidy, maybe outplayed them a little bit. Um, uh, really, I think, you know, surprised Cassidy with their uh, offensive alignment, and Cassidy's having a hard time really adjusting to what Badax is doing. I don't know if Cassidy really expected Badax to come out in this kind of a uh, hybrid formation that they're playing, but uh, Badax is doing really well hanging in there. Um, you know, you take away that opening kickoff, and, and this game's dead even. So uh, I, I like if I'm a Hatchet right now, I feel really good because I, I think they they've, they've good. Uh, they've been able to they've been able to not only move the ball, but more importantly, stop City. They have frustrated Cassidy. Cassidy hasn't really broken anything. What over maybe 10, 12 yards. Uh, I don't, you know. But
2: Landon Shot had that big run after the holding call to get him into position. Sixteen yards. That's
6: that's it. Yeah, really. I mean, so if you're Bad Axe, you got to feel good with that. You're making Cass City earn every single yard they got. Uh, and uh, as far as my prediction goes, uh, Bad Axe has already let me know about it. So I might have to, uh, I might have to spend Ooh. the night over at Clark's house. They don't know where he <laughs> lives yet. So, well, oh man. Well, I know they know where I live because uh, they know where Coach Givert lives.
2: That's very true. Like I said, I'm impressed. I I like what they've done. This break, to me, is a huge advantage for Cassidy because now they can go in and take a quick minute and rethink about what X has done to beat them. And if, if Cassidy can make that adjustment, I think this break is a big break for them. Now, it may not matter. Bad X has more tools in the toolbox. You're just seeing the start of what these two guys can do in the backfield. You saw just a couple quick passes that have worked. Alex Andrews four for four in passing completion. One big fourth down conversion, a fourth and nine where he made a nice throw down the slot. But otherwise, like, we've just scratched the surface on what this playbook looks like for Coach Gibbard Coach Polkley, I'm sure, is involved in this offense. They're just scratching the surface, and Cass City has struggled to answer it. Bad X has had some nice runs. Uh, again, and, and, Andrews has and averaged six and a half yards on the ground. You're going to get a lot of first downs and extend drives. And if defensively,
6: Bad X has looked very good, too. I mean, Bad X has frustrated uh, Cass City, and you know, Cass City's not reinventing the wheel over here. You know what Cass City's going to do, and, and Bad X has been well prepared for that. Cass uh, City has not been able to really. <laughs> Uh, you know, establish their will on Bad X like they do against a lot of teams, and you know that's part of the reason that I, you know, I picked the score that I picked because I thought Cassidy would be able to do that with the, uh, you know, Bad X with some uh, growing pains and and some learning under the new coach. But man, they've they've looked very sharp
2: so far. Um, looked like a team that's. To, to be fair, Bad X Bad X was a mystery, right? Everything is yeah. completely different from what you see. New offense. Basically, a whole new starting line on both sides of the ball. Uh, You lost your three key, four key playmakers from last year. They were a giant mystery. So, the safe assumption is there was going to be growing pains. Everybody is going to be new. The the line had some pieces, which was important. But Cassidy was returning to everybody. I mean, this should have been a chance for Cassidy to shine. They haven't done anything poorly, but they haven't stood out yet. Bad Axe, to me, is the team that has made some plays they haven't made any mistakes they've looked like they're about to make a mistake and both times Alex Andrich was able to save that moment and turn it into positive yards extend a drive they have made they've covered up their mistakes and they have looked like a team that's willing to compete and but I'll I'll say
6: this about Cassidy Cassidy and Ubley are very similar teams with the offenses that they run and uh, having covered Ubley uh, you know quite a bit when does Ugly do a lot of its damage in that second quarter when they've adjusted? They've seen what the, what the opposition is going to give them, and then they make those proper adjustments. And I think you brought it up, Dave. Uh, you know, this rain delay, this weather delay came at a great time for Cassidy. They were kind of on their heels, and, uh, you know, now they've been able to go back to their drawing board and say, hey, well, they're, they're doing this. We didn't think they would do this. And I, I guarantee you, Coach Cottrell's down there uh, right beneath us, and he's, him and his staff are saying, hey, We've got to clean this up. Uh, Can you feel the floor vibrating? <laughs> yeah,
2: right. I, and I'm not but saying not only he's bad. I'm saying he he knows what it needs to happen to but adjust. But that's
6: also a credit to Bad Axe. Bad X has come out with uh, you know surprised Cassidy a little bit. Maybe this is who Bad X is. Bad X, like you said, they're a huge mystery right now. But the kids who are here, they know what's being said. They know that the, there was 12 seniors gone, a lot of talent gone off of, off of one of the best runs we've we've seen in, uh, from Bad X in 40 years. And these kids could do two things with it. Take it to heart, get mad, and come out and say, "Hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna continue this on ourselves, or just turtle up and, and let teams roll over them." From what I've seen in the first quarter, uh, it's they've taken this thing to heart and uh, they're playing with a little chip on their shoulder, and I like that a lot.
2: I, the biggest thing for me is they've taken advantage of a situation, right? The unknown. Let's take advantage of the unknown. They don't know what to expect. We're underdogs. Let's face it. Let's take advantage of that. Let's let's hit them right where it counts. Let's see if we can make a few plays. And, and they pressure, come out and have done that.
6: No pressure on Bad Axe either. No pressure, pressures on Cat City you know they're supposed to come out and roll over and win the West. I mean everybody's picking them to win the West. Everybody's back, right? Well that creates some pressure on, on Cat City and uh, you know I don't know about winning the West. I
2: don't know about winning the West. I think Lakers will have something to say about that. I, but I, I think those are your favorites nonetheless. Right, right. I think that that is the matchup that I think we're looking forward to. But I'd like that Bad Axe has come out early. Wave that finger. Uh, not yet. Uh, let, let us let us compete for a while. They're just they're down six 0 They gave Cassidy a gift. It's been dead even heat. Since Remind that. me who's got the ball uh, when we start again. Cassidy. Cassidy.
6: Cassidy's got the ball. So I, I think this this next uh, this next possession is a huge possession for both teams right now. Uh, you're coming out. Uh, you need to reestablish things. If you're Cassidy, you need to you need to establish that ground game. Get they get those five six yards per carry like that wing T offense is meant to uh, meant to do. But if uh, on the on like uh, you know on the opposite side, if Badex comes out, gets a defensive stop, uh, you know, hey, kudos to them. And then they they've just snatched momentum and really have Cass maybe on their heels, kind of second guessing what's going on.
2: The emphasis for me and Coach Cathrell and company it, it isn't the offense. The offense is moving the ball, grinding it like a wink. He has. They just haven't had that explosive run yet. But they are moving the ball down the field. It's defensively. The adjustment needs to be made on the Cass City side defensively, trying to slow down this—I'll call it—dual backfield between Andrich and Pulaski. Who's going to get the ball, and if Andrich gets the ball, what's happening after that? And if they can slow down that that running game and then force third down and seven, Andrich has shown he will throw the ball fearlessly. Cass City has to be ready for that. Put them in, put their defense in more predictable situations to take advantage of it. For now. X put themselves in that position once and overcame it. A nice fourth down and nine throw. They had another fourth down throw they completed, but there's a little too much air under that one. He caught it short of the first down marker. A turnover, downs, but they're they're fearless right now. They are going out there like you said, loose, no nothing to lose, but everything to gain, and it's worked out for them so far. A stop here, and all momentum is on the road team.
6: Yeah, definitely a different attitude too, uh, and I think that starts with Coach Gibbert and his staff. Uh, you know, I I've just. I hate to say it, but I saw a lot of you know heads hanging sometimes last year when things didn't go Bad Axe's way. Well. I didn't see, I didn't see heads get down. Coach Gibbert's a really positive guy, and I think that's rubbed off on the entire program. Uh, I think he is the breath of fresh air this program needed. A positive uh, guy who knows the game, who's been around this program, but but positivity to me is what this program needed right now and coach giver to me is absolute right guy for the for the job and i think it's already shown there in the first quarter of, of a play
2: And and offensively um, i said th- there's no wrong offense to run there's no right offensive run it's it's what whatever what works. players you have and then putting them in the best position to make plays and i think the offense he has chosen for this team nobody thought they would see coming, right? Because you run a spread offense. You need athletes. You need them all over the place. And that was where my question mark came for Bad X. Who is the athlete? Who is the playmaker? Who is the Jake McPhee? Who is the Keaton Brown? Who is the Evan Shank? Who, who, who is the Meinhold? Who is the guy that's going to make the play for Bad X? And Anderich has said, I'm going to be the guy. Who's the next guy? And if they can continue to do that, they're running a fun offense. The kids like to run yeah. these offenses where multiple guys are involved. It's not two running backs. It's not a quarterback. they got four guys out there looking to catch a pass. they got two different guys running the ball. Everybody's involved. And I think long-term, they can execute this offense. These kids are going to have fun. They're going to continue to play. And they're going to play well.
6: And to build on that, the, the, the thing is, as a coach, you have to evaluate the talent on your roster and say, what is going to work for us? Don't come in and just say, we're going to run this. Okay. I don't care what, what we have. You guys are going to do this. You're going to do as I say, I think coach Giver said, looking around and said, I got some guys that I think I can run spread offense with. Look at these guys. These guys are athletes. I'm going to utilize that. And, and I, I think that surprised Cassidy a little bit. I, I think it certainly surprised us. We didn't know what to expect, but I, I think he, you know, coach Giver is doing, he, he is tailoring an offense to the talent that he has. And, you know, we know the talent that was lost. But there's some athletes out here, in case you guys aren't, you know, uh, looking. I mean, there's some guys that can make some plays.
2: And their bad acts to me is just scratching the surface of, of what they could do. No question about it. You've already seen three different guys catch passes. They don't have to be 50-yard bombs. I, I, they're, we're talking nine-yard completions, four-yard completions. It's tough to keep the defense guessing, keep them thinking, keep them on their heels. You can't let them pick up plays easily. They've done a nice job of mixing it up, the run and the throw. And they, like I said, they've come through in a couple big positions. They haven't put the ball in the end zone yet, so Cassidy's defense has held up, but they haven't flown around to the football like I thought they would I think they might come out that way but bad right now still has the leverage still has the advantage Cassidy has not found an answer for that through that offense just yet
1: Well, we're, uh, we're hearing more word from the officials and there's still lightning in the area So we might not be starting exactly one minute 15 seconds as we originally intended But the good news is by looking at the radar shows that uh Higher powers are indeed football fans. Most of the uh, weather is going to the south of us here. Any thunderstorms that were headed toward Cass City are going to the south or have dissipated and hopefully making for a clear window to get this football game in. Not saying a clear night, but a clear window to get this football game in and at least to a point where a final can be determined in week number one of the regular season taking a look at our future broadcast schedule we shift our things back we'll be in uh, here in county once again as lakers at ubley next Ooh, week boy. in a crossover game in the greater them conference the elkton pigeon Bayport lakers the green and white against the bl- orange and black of the ubley bearcats two juggernaut of programs and uh, two teams that had a great success last year and beating on the gridiron again in 2023. you
6: know we talked about this in, uh, off the air it's amazing what happened when you actually put Bad Axe where they should be, which isn't a greater thumb east geographically where Bad Axe should be, and the realm of possibilities, it opened up for the rest of the schedule. Ubley, Hover Beach, Cass City, and Lakers all play each other this year. There's going to be Zero question who the best team in the Greater Thumb Conference is. Last year there was you know there was an argument because Ubley and the Lakers Ubley is it and, Ubley, yeah. and Lakers didn't play each other. So I love that second that second week matchup uh, you know and they they're both going to be coming off good solid first week
2: matchups too no doubt about it and i what i love about correct me if i'm wrong we're doing thursday night again next week right yes thursday night back to back thursday night week so like i said i, I think it's a great matchup we'll, we'll see what lakers kind of has that's a that's a really great but tough game they got at home against millington tonight uh that game right now is at a the half Halftime, they're down 20, 20 to, three. to three you know the- i again i i love it because we get to see arguably the favorite in the west against the clear favorite in the east duke it out right away in week two. We'll see what these teams got. Both teams wanted each other last year. They're going to get it this year. And I think you're going to see an, a great football game next week, battling back and forth all night long.
6: The term I use for Lakers this year is everybody, you know, we all know Lakers lost a ton of talent, a ton of talent, ton of size. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say they're down, but they're different. Lakers is going to be a different looking team. I think Lakers is going to look a lot like bad X's. A lot of athletes out on the field. Uh, you know, when I when I visited camp, Coach LaVaster said, you know, in his three years now that he's been there, this is the most athletic group of talent that he's had there. This this team is a is a uh, just full of playmakers. They're not going to be that smash, run run downhill at you, but they're gonna they're gonna get out in space and make a lot of plays. I'm excited to see Lakers. And Ubley, hey, we know what Ugly is. Ugly is a wing T team. They're not they're not inventing anything, uh, but they've got a ton of three-year guys coming back and a four-year guy at quarterback in Evan Peruski. I think
2: it's going to be a great game next week. Uh, it doesn't matter if they don't reinvent the wheel. It's fun to watch them play because they just don't make mistakes. They're fundamentally it's fun to watch. sound. Absolutely. they may, They don't make mistakes. They do not hurt themselves, and they just continue to grind things out and make the other team do things that they're uncomfortable with. They play their game every single night. That's why we've seen them the last handful of years make deep runs into the playoffs because they are just simply hard to take out of their element, out of their game. And as for Lakers, I'm looking forward to it because for Coach Lavaster to say this is the most athletic team he's had, uh, he's had some pretty athletic guys. And and you can say what you want about size, but those big guys were athletic too. Those guys moved people in the line, made things a lot easier for other guys. So it's going to be tough to replace them. No question about it, but we might see some more speeds, more attacking where, uh, outside. That they will be very fun to watch as well. Again, that's
6: where Coach Labaster is not trying to force a style. Last year, he knew what he had. He had the, he had big horses up front. He had Ethan Wisner. Hey, you're going to use that. You're going to go downhill between the tackles. Now he's looking around and saying, I got guys that can fly around the field, and I can do some, I can do some different things with them. So Lakers is going to look totally different from what they looked last year. They can't. Lakers can't play the way they did last year. So. Take a look around guys like Jay Sears and, and the list goes on and on. You start making adjustments and say, we're going to adjust to the talent that we have. And I think coach LaBas is going to do that. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And we got a couple
2: very high end teams this year that I can't wait to see. We just mentioned a few of them, but these are some teams that I can't wait to see. And we're going to get two of them right away next week.
1: Uh, before we con- we'll continue this conversation about ugly Lakers, cause I love that. Uh, Sounds like 8:30 is the new warm-up time. So they just put 17 minutes on the clock. So that puts them right to 8:30 uh, for a <laughs> warm-up period, and then the game will begin probably 8:40. But like we said, no halftime. Just gonna push this through like it's an international basketball game. We're just gonna keep on surging through here, and we might even angle the the paint.
6: What slides. I feel good about that because when this rain delay and this weather delay started, it looked uh, it looked bleak. I mean, we all have our uh, little our phones out and. It looked like it was just going to keep on coming. Uh, the football gods have uh, shined upon us and, and given us a break. So hopefully, you know, we can get this thing started and get this thing in.
1: So back to the Lakers-Ubley. Last time Lakers and Ubley played was 2021. Week number one in Ubley. Lakers, or week two, excuse me, in in Lakers, or in, in Ugly, excuse me, and Lakers had just lost Ethan Wisner the week before. They are down and out, really weren't quite sure. Their quarterback was out as well. With a kid.
6: yeah, they were banged they, they up were banged badly. Up.
1: So not a full strength Laker crew there. And that
6: team really came on strong and played New Lothrop uh, really tough at the end of the season in, in the in the playoffs. Uh, that Laker team really grew, uh, uh, you know, under Coach Lavasser. I think they really found themselves. So yeah, you know, they, they were not at full strength. So hopefully they'll be at full strength on on uh, next week. But well, you've seen
2: that with our teams that have excelled in the past. That have overcome major injuries. Uh, Thinking all the way back to 2012, Arbor Beach arguably arguably lost their best player. Oh, no doubt about it. On both sides of the football and go on to win a state championship. Well, why? Because other guys stepped up, filled those roles. Instead of being a power team, they became more of an athletic team. They spread out. You just said that with Lakers. We're seeing, we've are we seen this in the past. The teams that are well-coached, the teams that are disciplined, the teams that get kids to come out and play, play in year and year out, those teams rise to the top. Why? Because even things like injuries don't slow them down. It didn't slow the Lakers down then. doesn't slow these other teams down. Ubley loses a piece. It's next man up mentality, and they are put in positions to excel at what they do and that's a credit to the coaching staff and these kids being ready to go when it's their time to be called at any given moment. I was just going to say that Dave uh that is a credit to the coaching
6: staff for uh not allowing the kids to feel sorry for themselves you know hey you know a couple years ago when Ethan Wisner got hurt man that's a devastating loss they were going to have a great season they were going to ride Ethan Wisner like we saw last year I mean that kid had a special season and he was going to have that as a junior they lost that um but instead of uh, letting that letting that fester and feel sorry for themselves, I think that's what Coach LeVassar did. I think a tremendous job because yes. that team, and they got blown out at Ubley. I mean, yeah. that, that was not a close game. And, uh, you know, who, who knows? You're 1-1. One one. The season could have went the other way. Instead, that team ended up in a regional championship playing New Lothar up tooth and nail on their home field. Uh, I, I think that's, to me, that's Co- Coach LeVassar uh, and his staff gets a lot of credit for that uh just that that mentality and i know ugly has that too hey ugly let me tell you you know i hope it doesn't happen but if, if somehow evan peruski were to go down it's next man up over there you know that's the way it is and that's the way it's got to be uh, you let those kids feel sorry for themselves the whole season is going to be lost
2: it's it's next man up mentality it's always been that's the that's the most cliche example you're going to give ugly and next man up that's just the way they roll the next kid coming the backfield next thousand yard rusher the next 15 you know rushing touchdown season they just come in groves over there because that's, that's how they play football that's what they do and uh, i think volmering would step right up in that position and take right over and not miss a beat but replacing a four-year starting quarterback virtually impossible but there's a team that has enough weapons has the next man up mentality that they would still be tough to beat week in and week out
1: So that's our week two broadcast, and if we go at this rate, we should have all of our schedule out by the end of this rain delay. (laughs) Uh, Week number three, we're into September now, September 8th, back to the Friday games, Bad Axe at Harbor Beach.
6: That is a Greater Thumb East game.
1: Greater Thumb East game to start divisional playing across the Greater Thumb Conference. Bad Axe at Harbor Beach could see a lot of passing if this first quarter was any sentiment of what we're going to see in the future for Bad Axe. You know, I still
6: think Harbor Beach is a bit of a mystery, too. Uh, You know, you've got... You got two sophomores, that obviously uh, Benny Harper and Caden uh, Buholtz, that are, you know they get a lot of the headlines. Uh, but man, you, you're, you're pinning a lot of your success on a couple of sophomores. I'm, I'm wondering who else is going to be able to fill in for Harbor Beach. I think Harbor Beach is, is, to me, a wild card team. I think they they could be, they could make a run at the East, or they're getting into five and four. If you look at their schedule, their schedule is tremendously tough. Harbor Beach's schedule is very tough schedule. To me. A mystery team I can't wait for a chance to get to see them Uh, I I, I think the 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 potential is really there for Hover Beach
2: no question about it they are they are all upside as far as I'm concerned they're young they're ahead of schedule Um, but again led by a sophomore quarterback the nice part for him is similar to Ubley four years ago that freshman quarterback got reps right away as a freshman down the stretch uh, so he's gotten some quality time and now with a full off season to prepare a playbook built around your quarterback for the next three years the expectations are high in Harbor Beach but it's early start drinking the orange Kool-Aid a little <laughs> early for them they're still sophomores it is a team that could surprise some people, but they have athletes. They're going to tr- attempt. They have to run the football better for me. I and love to, to stand behind Harbor Beach and say that they are going to be a competitive team. They have to get back to run the football. We have too more. much pressure on Buchholz Clark, passing is
6: waving his hand.
1: We have more important news to carry here. Kendall Anthes, which is going to get a hot dog that was not authorized. <laughs>
2: What's
1: and the penalty for that? But the, I'm I'm more offensive by the fact that he put ketchup on this hot dog as well. You.
6: Psychopath.
4: I took the mics down and then got
6: myself
1: okay. a hot dog. Okay, all right, all right. So we got the microphones down there. Okay, all right, I'll allow that. That still
6: doesn't explain the fact that you got ketchup on that hot dog.
2: You're, you're still no Doc Messing as far as I'm concerned.
1: That's true. That's very true. Doc Messing of Harvard Beach. Uh, started in that Inside game, uh, the, the first game that they had lost, uh, Harbor Beach's key player there. And uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. What was his name?
2: Sloan? Sloan Glasky.
1: And uh, looked over, and we were playing that game in – you you, no, no, you weren't. No, no. The Following week when they played Benominee. Oh, correct. And I Gaylord, was not there. Gaylord yep. you were gone. And I look over and Keith Messing, Doc Keith Messing, is uh, just downing a hot dog. Like, you to me away. Through glass. And for whatever reason, that was the good luck charm that whole rest of the season. He went and got a hot dog at halftime and <laughs> the rest of his history. But So, Ken DeLantis is uh, picking that trade back up. Uh, we'll have to cut that ketchup off, though. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's not
6: that's, going to I mean, fly. that's, that's
1: uh, not good. That's... That's you, you can go right for a daily paper if that's the case. <laughs> All right. Uh,
5: so
0: oh.
1: there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole story there that we don't have time for. Uh, moving on. Then September fifteenth, Friday. Uh, Dave, we have not missed a game of, of, of the backyard brawl in twelve years. And, it's been uh, longer than that, but will, officially, yes, yeah, officially yeah. on air. Yeah. And Harbor Reach at Ubley on September 15th for the Backyard Brawl, regular season edition. And that one certainly should um, be interesting. Because like Paul, you were talking, a lot of questions still around the Harbor Reach program, a lot of wild card situations. We know what Ubley's going to be. We know the playbook. And everyone knows the playbook, but no one can stop him. And so what's that going to look like for Harvard Beach and I believe this year? Uh,
2: it's it's no different than Bad X is to us right now. It's a mystery. They are a yeah. wild card. They are dangerous. They, they could they could surprise everybody and win the East. They could be 5-4. and four. I know we said that already. That's who they are. They, they could beat a team they're not supposed to and turn around and lose to a team they shouldn't. But they are well coached. We know what they are going to attempt to do. And again, for me, it starts on the running game starts on the line in the running game if they can get back to running the football and then allow your Benny Harpers to make plays down the field through the air maybe involving him more in the running game I think that team could be very dangerous offensively and then we come back to the other mystery can they stop anybody can that team get into the trenches with Upley slow them down get off the field can they handle a spread offense like Bad X is going to bring to them right out of the gate they're going to have a lot of questions to answer but they have youth they have weapons. Yes, they are young, but they have some experience already. They might be ahead of themselves by a year or so, but they are dangerous.
6: You go back to that game last year. There was two key plays that really that really swung the momentum for Ubley. There was two interceptions, one for a touchdown and one deep in uh, deep into Ubley territory. Early, uh, early in the game, too. Yes. Yeah. It, you know, if those go the other way, uh, who, it, I'm not saying uh, Harbor Beach wins, but it, it, it's certainly a lot closer than the shutout last year. So, you know, Harbor Beach – cannot shoot themselves in the foot with uh, turnovers like that. Ugly, more than probably any team in the area, you you make a turnover on ugly, they're cashing that in probably 90% of the time.
2: In worst case scenario, they're milking seven, eight minutes off the clock at worst. So, Kendall Anthos, you have something to share here?
4: I don't know what you guys were ripping me for, but I'll find out. Catch up on a hot dog. There's nothing wrong with that. There was everything wrong with that. Alright, show of hands here. Better
1: Okay, all right. Uh, if we have headlights out there still, you can vote as well. Uh, show <laughs> Turn your cars in, on, please. In, in, yeah. Ketchup on a hot dog. If you put ketchup on your hot dog, flash your lights.
4: Come on, let me see them. I don't see any There's lights. There's not a single. Not a yeah, yeah. Single we got one. One. We got, one. we got two. Two.
6: Two. Three. Two. That one we already had, had its lights on. Okay. We all have right. Two
1: flickering over here. So we have three cars saying ketchup on a hot dog. Mustard only Or relish Or I should say No ketchup out. No ketchup on a hot dog Flash your lights
4: Yeah a lot of flashing lights Over here well, One same two How's the same <laughs> one flashing Two different vehicles well, Two, people two different that, people The
1: 2020 election all over
2: Totally
4: yeah. <laughs> Oh god Uh Total uh, Ketchup wins Clark I'm well, sorry about that Well no Clark's in mail. No, no. Clark likes mail on his hot dog No
1: we're gonna have The, the mail in votes Come in the middle of the night That will decide This whole thing for us <laughs> No, I'm just poking fun here. Oh, here comes another one. That's a ketchup. Thanks for playing along here, folks. (laughs) Uh,
4: But (laughs) No, Uh, mustard
1: only. No. And lots of onion.
4: No. I can't do either. No onion. Mustard on a brat. Yeah. Mustard only on a brat. No onions. Correct to the no onions ever. Troy. Interesting. Ketchup on a hot dog?
1: (laughs) Troy Perry saying no ketchup on a hot dog. That's a good man right there. That's a good man. All right. Well, we got well, somebody uh, got the oh,
0: mic. Someone's got the mic got down the kids,
1: there. Kid, kids, are back on the field, so it's it's Hawaiian night for the Cassidy. I think uh, that's uh, Casey Gray and, and Shelby Baddox. Ignash down there. So moving on. Now there's
4: uh, a little more uh, reach
1: Harbor Beach at Ubly, That is week number four. Week number five. We are off. The the, is that the, the broadcast. Well, it's I said. But I said we're gone. So that's it. Uh, so, but there is still a game scheduled. and That's USA at Cass City, and now USA more injuries.
6: USA's on some hard times Uh, right now. Hard
1: times right now, for sure. Yeah. Uh, So that game will be on Sports Radio 1021 with another crew. Uh, Not sure who is going to be covering that game, but then we will be back on week number 6. September 29th,
4: Bad Axe at Ubley five minutes we're going people Ladies and gentlemen, so five minutes away we're going to warm up in five again to right, speed it up a little bit I,
2: I like Play that matchup as well but to me that is very similar to Harbor yeah. Beach versus Ubley it's a wild card team that could surprise anybody any moment but Ubley will still be the heavy favorite both games
6: well right. I got to wrap up and get down there yeah
2: paul items thanks, thanks for, for joining yeah. a
6: little impromptu uh strong side yeah,
2: exactly yeah. thanks for help filling that time right? all right, all right. Well, time.
1: we're going to take another short break our lightning <laughs> delay is almost over and we're going to return in just a few <laughs> moments with your second quarter action running right through halftime and on to the fourth quarter right here on the wlw sports network on sports radio 1021 right now it's Cass city six bad acts nothing at the end of the first quarter lightning delay at the moment We are four minutes away. It's the delay that never stops. Delay with more delays inside of it. Four minutes until we are going to get things back underway for quarter number two. And then as soon as quarter turn number two is done, we're rolling right into quarter number three. No halftime. So that is the word as it stands right now with Cassidy leading Bad Axe 6-0. So let's do your halftime stats right now. Kansas City with nine plays of offense for 41 yards. Bad Axe 12 plays for 54 yards. The difference maker, that huge special team, 74 yard return by Cole Lenhard to start this game for Kansas City, which set him up at the Bad Axe eight yard line to punch it in to a play later.
2: Yeah, that that is really the play that has made this game happen. Otherwise, we're in a dead even heat. These teams have pushed each other around, but no one's really been able to score outside of the opening kickoff broken play that City started uh, with eight yards to go to pay dirt score two plays later uh, so a gift by the bad Act special teams but ever since then it's been a back and forth game
1: three minutes left before we start things underway we just want to give a quick update and we'll return in 60 seconds with your we'll call it second half action from the second quarter right here on the wlw sports network if this is a sign of what this season's going to be like Hang on your hats, folks. We're going to have quite the radio broadcast this year. Buckle up. Buckle up. (laughs) We'll be back in 60 seconds. Are sub one minute before kicking things off and by kicking things off I mean starting the second quarter 36 minutes of play remain Cassidy leads by a lone touchdown 6-0 we are back underway survived our first lightning delay of the season and hopefully only but as the first week goes so goes the rest of the season historically and if that's the case well oh boy it will be a 3rd and 5 situation for Cass City at the Bad x 44-yard line to resume play here in Cass City. Dave Hansen, have any thoughts left? Yeah, I'm just getting uh, warmed up. Just getting warmed up. Music's still playing in the background, so we're good. We got a little filler here. We figured out our field mics, though. So the field mics, our antennas, go through the band of Wi-Fi and our Wi-Fi signal right in front of us was too close, and so was interfering them. Cassidy, third and five, right to left across your radio to start the third second quarter. Excuse me, Carter Patrick with a handoff to riker walls, kicks it back outside, and there is Nathan Pulaski to stop him for just a gain of one yard. Bad is fired up to start here as it's now fourth down, three and a half to go
2: kind of what we've been talking about bad acts on defense those linebackers andridge pulaski flying around to the football aj fritz is the other guy uh just not allowing those running backs to get beyond them making sure tackles and that's going to bring down a fourth down and a long four to go for cass city
1: Fourth and four, Riker, or Carter Patrick hands it off to Landon Shot up the middle, and he is stopped immediately in his tracks for no gain, and it's going to be a turnover on downs. Bad Axe's defense fired up, and they are running off the field with those hell high heads held high as they just stopped Landon Shot right in the trenches. Turnover on downs, they're moving the other way, trailing just by six points.
2: That wing T offense third down and five you should be able to get three yards and three yards get a first down bad axe defense answers after the long delay momentum on the away team the hatchets down six points and they take over the football just shy of midfield chance to get back and maybe even take the lead in this game
1: left right across the radio coming out of the spread formation Alex Andrich in the shotgun has Nathan Pulaski to his right, and he hands it off to Pulaski, and he's going to be stopped by Riker Walls after just a gain of a yard out to the 44-yard line. Tried to take it outside around the left side of the line, and he was stopped almost immediately by this sophomore linebacker. Second down, nine to go for Bad Axe at their own 44.
2: Uh, and that's a way to swarm to the football. We just saw Bad Axe do that. We just now see Cassidy counter, and that's kind of the big checking point of this break was the Bad X offense with those two... The back and quarterback deep in the backfield have had some success running the football. That was a direct handoff, no read option there. And they're able to shut it down for no gain.
1: Nathan Pulaski with the hand or the handoff, and he gets out for three, maybe four yards out to the 48-yard line. Stop made by number 52, Luke Shearhart for the Kansas City defense. Third down and five upcoming from the 48 of Bad Axe marching to the right side of your radio.
2: That's third down. Good five, five and a half yards to go to so two very short runs for Bad X. We'll see if they stay consistent attacking with their quarterback and running back. Andrich has thrown the ball four times, completed all four. They are not afraid to flow the football, at least so far. He's done a good job, so everything's in the playbook here right now. It's a
1: pitch direct snap to Nathan Pulaski cuts up field. He's going to be very close. That first down mark is going to depend on the spot. Looks like he did initially have it. Stop made by Cass City's Tristan Gruber. Defensive tackle tracks him down from behind. tackles him forward and it's enough to move the chains a five maybe six yard pickup for Nathan Pulaski. Move the chains. Third down conversion. First and ten inside Cass City territory.
2: Yeah, I think the whole offensive line the backfield the bench everybody pulling to the right right close to us near side of the field and they just create that wall. Staggering wall giving Andrich, uh, all the room to run up the right side and have plenty of room to run and angle his way to an easy first down. Great blocking and pulling by the guards of the offensive line.
1: this snap goes to Andrich, coming to the near sideline breaks out of one tackle, tries to spin his way forward, reaches it out across the 45 down to about the 44 and a half. Tackle made by, once again, number 50, Tristan Gruber, defensive tackle once again for Cass City's front line. A gain of a yard at the Cass City 45. 9.25 left in the second quarter, still Cass City 6, Bad Axe nothing, but the Hatchets marching down the field.
2: Yeah, Kellen Levine had him in the backfield, and uh, that's that's a battle just to get one yard. He was easily, could have lost a yard or two there, spins out of a tackle, diving forward, fighting for every yard. You like to see that from this young group of guys here for Bad Axe, fighting for that yard, second down, nine coming up.
1: Second down, nine from the Kansas City, 45. They send Dwight to the left. That'd be AJ Fritz. And receiver wide and less than five on the play clock. Two seconds. There's the snap and it's going to be hits the turf to Nathan Pulaski. Picks it back up and dives back to the line of scrimmage for no gain in the play at the 45-yard line. Second down, now third down, nine to go still.
2: That's going to be big. You know, Andrich is definitely the quarterback of this team, but you've seen direct snaps now to both guys. We saw that in the past, a little bit of that, I'm going to call it for lack of a better term, that Cal Polkley offense, right? With Keaton Brown, you saw it with Minehold not that long ago, trusting both guys to take direct snaps, use the other back as a lead blocker. Uh, that one there was a good snap, just missed by Pulaski. Got to hang on to that football. Uh, turned what could have been a nice gain into very little, if no gain at all.
1: Two banks to the right, and it's a reverse to the left side to number three. Logan Miles, he's out for the running, he has the first down. And he's tackled across the 30-yard line, inside the 30-yard line. Brought down, chased down by cornerback Mason Nevick. Move the chains. From the 40 down to the 30, a 10-yard pickup.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's anybody more pumped out there than Coach Gibbard right now. It's, again, you're, you're seeing them extend that playbook just a little bit more. The whole offense goes to the right. Logan Miles counters back to the left. It's a little misdirection, and Miles doesn't miss the hole. City on defense, you have to maintain your gaps. They follow the football. The football goes the other way. Big game for Bad X and a first down.
1: It's a handoff to Nathan Pulaski, and he gets out for a hard-fought three yards. Tackle made by Kellen Levine, linebacker, senior for Cass City. Gain of three, second down, seven. Banax methodically marching down the field. Seven and a half to play in the second quarter. Trying to tie, if not take the lead here.
2: Couldn't have said it better. Methodically moving down the field. On the ground, pushing Cass City back deep into their own territory. And another nice gain on first down. Setting up second down and seven.
1: Second down, seven to go. This New set of downs set up by a 20-yard run. Pushes them deeper into casting territory. It's a pitch to Nathan Pulaski, and he's pushing and scrumming his way forward. And on a second and third and maybe even a fourth ever, gets the first down all the way inside the 20-yard line and marked down at the 19. That is a heck of a run from the senior, Nathan Pulaski. And brought down by Tristan Gruber, the six-foot, 180 180-pound senior defensive tackle. First and 10 once again for the Bad Axe Hatchets, this time inside Cassidy's 20.
2: Direct snap. He keeps it to the short side of the field, which is the opposite side where we're at. And uh, not a lot of room to run, but patiently gets all the way to the sideline. And as soon as he sees even a slither of an opening, he cuts right through that gap, gets all the way down, and a fresh set of downs for Badax. Great patient run there by Pulaski.
1: Receiver wide, that's A.J. Fritz, direct snap to Andrich. Rolls to his left, trying to find some sort of air to breathe. And there's nothing there, and it's going to be a loss of a yard, maybe even two, as Dylan Berger was not letting him out of his sights. That's a sophomore defensive end. For the Cass oh, City front line, loss of two, second down and 12 from the 21 of Cass City.
2: At time, those Cass City defensive linemen maintain their gaps, right? The snap goes to Andrich. The cell uh, the is Pulaski coming to the near side of the field. They don't fall for it all. A wall barricade. Andridge can't get around it. No gain on the play. Maybe a little loss. Just nowhere to run around that left side.
1: Nowhere to run. Nowhere to hide. Six minutes left in the second quarter, halfway through the second. 6-0. Cassidy leading Badax though in the red zone. Pass over to the right side. This one is overthrown from Andreth intended for Logan Miles in the flats. A little bit of a screen pass with no one there to protect him as well goes over his head falls incomplete third down and 12 from the 21 of kansas city
2: yeah lots of action in the backfield right supposed to be play action the snap isn't quite clean and but it's it's just a dump off out of the backfield right let's sell sell run action sell run up the middle and then a quick pop pass to your running back leaking out of the backfield uh, if he would have caught it definitely some room to run him down to the sideline maybe get this cut in half Maybe make third down manageable. Instead, it floats over Logan Miles' head and falls incomplete. Now third down and long for the Hatchets.
1: Third down and 12 from the 21. Receiver wide to the right. We- slot receiver to the right as well. Back to pass. Throwing downfield. Wide open. he wide open is- cannot bring it in. It was thrown behind him. He had to spin. Intended for A.J. Fritz. Wide open in the end zone in the far side. And Incomplete.
0: And sets up a fourth and
1: down and in 12 now. Rims. Bad X going to be kicking themselves in that the one, but great play call from the Bad X coaching staff.
2: The play call was perfect. The design was perfect. The throw was a little behind him, but there was nobody near him. Andrews throws that ball to a wide open area. Fritch as far as I'm concerned, sure, Fritz has got to recognize where that football is and catch the football that was thrown behind him but through his arms should have been an easy throw and catch instead a busted coverage now it's fourth down and 12 and the offense stays on the field
1: working off the left hash from the Kansas City 21 two wide each way and they throw it downfield and this one's going to be brought in by Logan Miles but he is short of the first down line to gain he's brought down at the 10 yard line they need to get down this is going to be very close actually and they're going to say short short by about a yard maybe even two so another turnover on downs that is three straight turnover on downs between the two teams Which means we had a touchdown in the first two plays of this game And ever since it's been turnover on downs turnover and downs turnover on downs Maddox with two of them Cassidy with one.
2: Yeah, that's a good defensive stand by City, but they can consider themselves lucky There's another broken coverage there Mason Nevick 27 in coverage that he lets a guy run right behind him That throw needs to be made that catch needs to be had um, a break for Cassidy now the defense makes the stop now. We'll see if the offense can go the length of the field on this pesky bad X defense
1: quarterback keeper for Carter Patrick and lowers the shoulder and gets down to about the 15 yard line before he's upended By Alex Andrich, who seems to be everywhere on the field right now for the bad X hatches They're gonna mark him down right at the 15 after a nine yard gain second down one yard to go 525 left in the
2: second i love the play call right now the bad axe defense has done a good job with option one and option two in the running game they've stuffed land and shot they've kept all the other running backs at bay Riker wallace the next leading carrier has had no success on the ground five carries three yards to his name i love the play call let's get carter patrick out there they're selling out on our backs let's make our quarterback beat him Landon shot with the candoff, trying to spin his way off his first tackle, and here comes the
1: scrum. He has the first down. Lost the ball for a brief second, but looks like he managed to get the first down out to about the 22 yard line. Tackle made by Peyton Cady, linebacker, freshman. And Landon shot is down, and the officials calling on coaches to check him out. left in the second. It's Cass City 6. Bad Axe nothing. We've had three consecutive turnover on downs. Bad Axe, Cass City, Bad Axe. Cass City back on offense. As not sure if this is a week one hot weather cramp. Lost his breath. Stinger. Don't know what it is. Stood up pretty well. And Whether there was a punch to try and get the ball out. He's up on his own two feet. And looks like he got hit where it counts. And it seems to be okay. And he'll be back in just a moment time. 6-0. Cassidy leading Bannix in a non-game where Paul Adams said Cassidy would win by 52 points. Just going to remind all of our listeners (laughs) out there for that. Paul's (laughs) listening as well, so he'll laugh here in about 14 seconds. (laughs) First and 10 for the Cassidy Red Honks in their own territory at the 21-yard line. 6-0, 6-0, Red Hawks over the hatchets. Right-to-left cross here radio in their maroon home jerseys. <laughs> There's Paul responding. He listens via the app, so he's a little bit delayed. Receiver wide to the right. Two men in the backfield, wing back to the left. Back to pass, throwing downfield to the near side, far sideline. It is brought in at midfield. And oh, Done in front of him, going all the way down the field. That is Tyler Cumper. Tyler Cumper brings in the pass at the 50, and it's everything else is history after that. A 79-yard connection for the second score of the night. Carter Patrick credited for the 79-yard pass to Tyler Cumper. Patrick to Cumper for the first time this season. And it's now 12-0. Cassidy leading with 424 left in the second quarter.
2: I love it. Again, Bad Axe's defense has done an excellent job shutting down the middle of the field, not allowing the running game. Land and shot. Riker Wallace. Nobody has had any success running the football in the trenches. Credit to Bad Axe. So what do you see? You see Carter Patrick keep the ball for a long run. Then what do you see? Play action, pass, one-on-one, and a perfect throw by Carter Patrick to Tyler Comper down the field.
1: Landon Shot gets the handoff on the two-point conversion, and he is actually fumbles it as he stood up and Landon stripped. Two-point conversion, two conversion is no good, good, so it's now 12-0. 20. Cassidy leading the Bad Axe Hatches with 424 left in the second quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Cass City leads the Bad Axe Hatchets. Four twenty four left in the second quarter still here. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and Kendall Anthes with your call tonight from Cass City, Michigan, post-lightning delay. It's almost 9 o'clock, and we aren't even to the end of the second quarter. I wouldn't say halftime because there's no such thing as halftime tonight. We're going to play right through. We've had a long enough halftime tonight already. 12-0, Cass City camps off a 79-yard drive. It was a score on a 79-yard play. As Carter Patrick connects with Tyler Kemper, throws it from the 21-yard line to the 50, beats his defender there, scram- scampers into the end zone for the next 50 yards. In for the score, two-point conversion fails. 12-0, Cass City leading Bad Axe.
2: I love it. They, they had to break it up. Cass City does an offense. Running between the tackles just hasn't worked. Bad Axe has completely shut it down. You see Carter Patrick with the keeper gets him nine yards. Uh, maybe stuns bad X defense just a little bit and uh, a play or two later you see play action pass to get one on one down the sideline a perfect ball by Carter Patrick uh, number three Tyler Cumper does an excellent job getting underneath the football hauls it in on the run and doesn't miss a beat takes it to the house for pay dirt.
1: kick comes into a- or AJ Fritz he's still on his feet across the 35 and finally brought down to the 37 that's brought down by Tyler Cumper. plays that's starting tight end in safety on offense and defense senior First and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatches, trailing by two possessions, 12 nothing, 4-17 left in the second quarter.
2: And that one stings for Bad Axe, but that was, again, two huge plays they have given up. They haven't had their big play out. If they can grind this down the field and score before the end of the second quarter, they're still in this game. They are not out of this by any means. They have done a lot of good things well. Now they need to finish a drive and put some points on the board.
1: First and ten from the 38-yard line. Bad Axe left to right across your radio, and we have whistles, and we have a timeout called by the Bad Axe Hatchets. Time First timeout of the half. 4-17 left in the second quarter. 12-0. Cassidy leads the Bad Axe Hatchets right here on the WLW Sports Network. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, Alex Andridge gets the direct snap as the quarterback scrambles to his right, comes down the near sideline, gets all the way down to the 25-yard line. First and 10 for the Bad Axe into into City territory, trailing
2: 12-0. They fake that misdirection. Andritz keeps it himself. It looks like he's tackling the backfield, makes a defender miss, and another one, and then breaks away down the right sideline for a huge gain, tackled by the last defender possible, and now Bad putting a drive together.
1: It's a handoff to Nathan Pulaski. Doesn't get far. Gets into the trenches and nothing more. Down to about the 24-yard line. Again, of a yard, tackled made by Cass City's Luke Shearhart, defensive end, senior. Second down, nine to go from the 24.
2: Nothing going there. Good recovery there by Cass City, staying in the trenches, wrapping up the ball carrier, bringing him down. Miss tackles. Just cannot happen at this level. Alex Andrews makes a pay on the play before. This time, very little, if any, gain at all on first down.
1: Ten seconds left in the play clock. Andrich back to the huddle. They're up to the line of scrimmage already. And they're going to have to call their second timeout here. One second. And yep, there's the second timeout of the first half with 258 left in the second. We'll stick with you. 12-0. Cass City leading bad so Dave Hanson we're first week jitters of course uh, trying to things take a little bit longer the rhythm's not there the the snap count's not there yet as expected 258 left in the second
2: yeah these are the growing pains we expected for bad X but that's what the timeouts are for they're not turning the ball over uh, the timeout had to happen but now they can get back into their game plan get everybody positioned well uh, you could tell it wasn't going good when at 10 seconds he was the quarterback was just getting back into the huddle to tell everybody else what the play was going to be uh, that, that's just not enough time so that's as much on the coaching staff as anything else communication has to be good at this level if you have any chance to uh to get things going all without self-inflicted wounds I guess that's what your timeouts are for. You can't take them home with you. So Coach Gibber does the right thing. Now his kids are going to be in the right place. Hopefully they can run the play that they want successfully.
1: 2.58 left in the second. Ben Axe has one more timeout here in this first half. Sending the receiver wide to the left. Two yards inside the right hash is the ball. Andrich and... Pulaski, and Pulaski gets the direct snap, rolls to his left, trying to find some open space, and he does. Breaks a tackle across the 20, down to about the 18-yard line before he's upended by Mason Nevick out of the secondary. Comes up to stop him. Short of the first down marker, but a good sizable gain there from a second down and nine to a third down and three. Gain of six, third down and manageable.
2: I really, I really like watching how Axe's offensive line, those guards pulling. They have done an excellent job on those plays, running plays to the outside. They pull and set that end as good as we uh, expected them to do tonight. And then that lead back whether it's Pulaski or Andridge as the lead blocker setting that wall allowing the ball carrier to get around the corner for five six and seven yards has happened so many times today
1: reverse to Logan Miles he has a lead blocker and he's inside the 10-yard line and finally brought down forward progress stopped at the seven maybe the eight-yard line Carter Patrick comes up to meet him out of the secondary to stop him but it's a third down conversion move the chains first and goal to go from the eight-yard line of Cass City Bad Axe knocking on the door once again. Two minutes and counting here in the second.
2: Yeah, Bad Axe had great success with that misdirection the last time. They go back to it fairly quickly here, and it hits Cassidy again. They fall for that everybody going to one side, overloading. Logan Miles slips behind the line of scrimmage. They pitch it back to a misdirection back to the right, and a lot of running room and first and goal now for Bad Axe.
1: Andridge gets the direct snap, and he is stuffed immediately. They're going to be actually gain a loss of a yard. As Tristan Gruber got into the backfield and stopped him immediately, no gain in the play, they say, according to the spot, still at the eight yard line. Second down, gold goes, still from the eight. Minute 43 in the second quarter. 12 0 Cass City, Bad X knocking.
2: Bad X with a timeout still in their pocket, trying to work the clock as best they can, not allowing too much time on the clock for Cass City to get another shot at this. Doing a good job with time management. That play goes nowhere, though. Straight up the middle, right to the teeth of the Cass City defense nothing happening very short gain as as bad X now watches that play clock roll all the way down before they snap the ball
1: minute 15 it's a direct snap to Pulaski he has room to run he's into the end zone touchdown bad X. Nathan Pulaski scrambles in from eight yards out and the hatchets are on the board for the first time this season and brings it back within a one possession ball game it's now Cassidy 12 bad X six with a two-point conversion still upcoming a minute 10 before the second quarter is over Nice little drive there for the Hatchets.
2: Uh, a perfect drive just with the doctor order for the Hatchets. Get that first touchdown of the season of their young careers. Now down six. A chance to really narrow the gap here in this game with a two-point conversion. Uh, the running play, perfect. As uh Andrich sets the edge, Pulaski fouls through, no Cassidy defenders anywhere, and an easy touchdown run for Pulaski.
1: Same setup here as the last play. Receiver wide to the left, that's Fritz. Direct snap to Andrich. Coach cuts, jumps outside, and he's in. Two point conversions, good. And it's now a four point game. Cass City 12, Bad Axe 8, with a minute 10 left in the second quarter. It's a four point ball game right here on the WLW Sports Network. Minute ten left in the second quarter, twelve to eight. To Cassidy City still seven. leading by four points, but Bad Axe just capped off a three-minute, fourteen-second drive, three, covering sixty-two yards on six plays, and capped off with the Nathan Blosky eight-yard run in the end zone, and an Alex Andrich run on the two-point to bring it to a four-point ball game as Cat- Bad Axe does a three, pooch nine. kick out to about the forty, maybe, and then brought it out to the forty-two-yard line where Kansas City will have a minute nine to play with here before the second quarter concludes and leading by four points, 12 to eight.
2: Well, both scores for the Redhawks have come on big shot plays. The big kick return, setting up a very short, quick touchdown, and the deep pass. So fully expect them to give it their all with three timeouts in their pocket. Let's see how uh, creative they want to be here in the first half.
1: Bass downfield, and there's a flag flying as it goes, and it's a caught brought in by Tyler Cumber. He has the first down across midfield and fights his way out to the 45 of Bad Axe. There's very well maybe an encroachment lining up in the neutral zone. The flag came from the headline judge on the far side just as the snap occurred. So Congress is in session.
7: It was offsides, Cassidy, Replay first down.
1: So lining up in the neutral zone on the offense. That's not offsides. That's an illegal formation. It's first week for everyone. May I remind you.
2: And the play should not continue. Brings
1: up first and fifteen for the Redhawks. So don't even think about that last pass. Didn't happen. And Cassidy's pushed back five yards to their own thirty-eight yard line. First in fifteen. Less than a minute and counting here in the second quarter. Sending wide. Brady Kolachs and his quarterback keeper to Carter Patrick to the near sideline and runs right out of bounds. And is tackled out of bounds by Logan Miles. Stops the clock with 44 seconds left after an 8-yard pickup. Second down, actually a six-yard pickup. Second down, nine to go. Stops the clock with 44 seconds left in the second quarter. Cassidy leading by four points, 12-8 to eight over Bad ax
2: That's been the uh, the only success Cassidy's had in offense is the Carter Patrick keeper to the outside and him distributing the football through the air. Uh, we'll see if they continue to attack that way in the second half as Cassidy tries to get set here for the second down play.
1: Setting Cumber wide to the right. Carter Patrick staying in the pocket, looking downfield to pass. Throws it. It is overthrown and out of the reach of Riker Wallace. Streaking to the far sideline, laterally from the line. Falls incomplete. Stops the clock with 38 seconds left. Third down, nine to go for the Redhawks.
2: And he dumps it off, but I think he threw that one incomplete, almost intentional. That play was going nowhere because uh, even uh, AJ Fritch was collapsing on the receiver; he would have completely gone nowhere, and it would have cost Cass City a timeout. There was nothing happening on that play.
1: Thirty-eight seconds before the second quarter is over, twelve to eight. We already had, well, frankly, we lost track of how long that lightning delay was. It was a lengthy one. Play clock under 5. There's the snap. Carter Patrick going to hand it off to Landon Schott. Lowers his shoulder. Drags his defender across to the 50. And that would be A.J. Fritz. Brings him down. Shy of the first down marker into Bad Axe territory at the 49. And they're going to say fourth down. A yard and a half to go no timeout called by Cass city here carter patrick runs back in from the sideline directly under center it's gonna be a handoff to Landon shot again has the first down and is gonna be tackled hard by number 17 nathan pelowski comes up to meet him and stops the clock momentarily to move the chains down to the 47 of paddocks first and 10 for the red hawks and it looks like now we have a timeout called by Cass city
2: yeah i'm kind of surprised they didn't call timeout to set up that fourth down play save about 15 seconds uh, Maybe get a couple plays into the end zone, but now with ten seconds left, there's probably one max of two plays left, and you got to score now from midfield.
1: Well, Tyler Cumber has found himself open a few times, and has brought in one touchdown pass already, and then that uh, first and ten play that was called back due to a illegal formation, and uh, so more than likely you'd like to think, especially in week number one here go with what works and that certainly has been working so far with 10 seconds left left in the second quarter
2: yeah throwing it downfield here with this little time left shouldn't hurt you even if you throw a pick uh, it really should end the half anyways but I, I guess with three timeouts in my pocket I think I'd have been a little more aggressive but it is week one and we'll see how it works out here for City as they break the huddle from this timeout.
1: they started this drive at their own 42 yard line a minute ago a minute 10 left in the second quarter now there's 10 seconds remaining. And they're at the ax 47-yard line with a 1st and 10 new set of downs, but it doesn't really matter. They've got maybe one, maybe two more plays here. As they send two wide to the right, that's Mason Nevick and Tyler Cumper. Wide to the left, Riker Wallace. Patrick in the shotgun, looking to his right, throwing down to the far sideline, has a man open, and it's brought in by Tyler Cumper. He scrambles, he brings it in, touchdown City. Tyler Cumper connects from the pass from Carter Patrick from 47 yards out. And it's Cassidy's third score of the evening with one second remaining in the half. It's now 18-8. to Cassidy re-extends their lead to 10 points with a two-point conversion still upcoming. Tyler Kumper brings in another touchdown pass from Carter Patrick.
2: Uh, that's bad cannot let that happen you with 10 seconds left in the half you cannot let a defender get behind you and Carter Patrick does not miss as he hits Cumper on the run uh, for another big touchdown pass for City.
1: and the cat the two-point conversion was a pass to the near pylon and they brought it in but it looks like he was down short and then I'm guessing some magic words were said because then the flag flew after everyone was walking away as the two point conversion fails Brought in by Tyler Cumper, but just shy of the goal line. It's now 18 to 8. Cass City leads by 10 points. And we'll hear from the officials here on how this one will be enforced. One second remains in the second quarter.
7: Sportsman like conduct on Cass City. That will be accessed on the kickoff.
1: So the good news for Cass City is Bad Hanks has one second left here in this first half before we will reshift things and start the third quarter immediately. So after three consecutive turnovers on down drives we now have had three consecutive touchdowns between the two teams. Cass City with two of them, Bad Axe with one it's now 18-8. to One second remains in the first half.
2: The Red Hawks, five. Yeah, what a what a great play there by Cass City. Thought maybe they were giving up a little bit, not preserving some time on the clock. It works out well. Carter Patrick hits Comper again down the sideline. Axe with with three deep safeties, one down each sideline, one down the middle, and just loses track of what's happening as Cumper gets behind him and reacts too late. It's a perfect throw on the run yet again, almost deja vu from just a little bit ago when he caught the other deep pass, and he trolls it into the end zone, and what should have been a four-point game going into the half, all of a sudden, Cassidy takes all the momentum, leading by 10 here with one second to go in the half.
1: So the... Cassidy will kick this one off from their own 25-yard line. Your kicker tonight, that'd be the sophomore number five, Riker Wallace. It's 18-8, to and he kicks this one right off and comes in at the 38-yard line, brought in by Austin Cummings. And he's just going to take a knee at the 47-yard line, and that is the end of the second quarter. And the end of the first half, Officially. And now we switch over things to the third quarter. It's eighteen to eight. Bad X trails Cass City by just ten points after twenty-four minutes of play. You're listening to the W at Sports Network will return in just a brief moment. It's halftime officially. They're giving them five minutes to regroup before we move on to the third quarter. So we've got two minutes before that starts. Dave Hansen, how much you tell us how we got to these scoring plays from the get go?
2: We had one score in the first quarter a long time ago. Landon yep. shot scored on a six yard touchdown run set up by a huge seventy yard kick return to start this game. That is the only touchdown of the first quarter. Six nothing. Cass City leads. Cass City would strike first in the second quarter on a seventy nine yard touchdown pass to Carter from Carter Patrick to Tyler Kumper. The two point conversion was no good. Cass City extends their lead twelve nothing. Bad X, though, would get on the board with a Nathan Pulaski eight-yard run. A two-point conversion by Andrich is good. And with one ten to go in the first half, Cass City would lead Bad X 12-8. And with 10 seconds to go, Carter Patrick would hit Tyler Cumper again, this time from 45 yards out. Two-point pass fails. And that would be how the half would end.
0: Cass City 18 the
2: hatchets
1: 18-8 eight. City leading Bad acts. it was just a four point game just a moment ago but with one second remaining in the first half Tyler Cumber with a second receiving touchdown of the night from Carter Patrick makes this a 10 point ball game great game so far Dave
2: can't argue with that argue. Listen, <laughs> the score th- this game in reality should be 12-8 to eight. Yeah. with a minute to go you cannot let a team drive down the field and with ten seconds to go from basically midfield, uh, allow a defender, allow an offensive player to get behind you as its secondary. They had three deep safeties spread across the field evenly at about the twenty-five yard marker, and one little head fake by uh, the receiver Tyler Cumper was enough to distract that secondary and. Carter Patrick heaves it downfield as far as he can, and it's perfect as Tyler Cumper runs underneath it and catches it and strolls in for a touchdown. That is going to be a play that we will look back on when this game is over. But nonetheless, great work by Cass City. They found a weakness in the secondary. Tyler Cumper has exposed them twice now to huge receptions for long touchdowns that has extended this game and kind of opened the door a little bit for Cass City because at the moment it was pretty even, and Batacks had just put together their best drive of the night.
1: Other area scores, we have Millington leading Lakers in the third quarter. Actually, in the fourth quarter now, it's 32-3. So, Lakers struck first with a Bryce Sears 32-yard field goal. And then Millington has rattled off. It was 14-3 at the end of the first quarter, 20-3 at halftime, 26-3 at the end of the third. And another score in the fourth quarter to make that 32-3. Four minutes left in the ballgame there against Millington. Game here, ten-point ball game. Cass City 18, Bad Axe 8, and we still have 24 minutes of play to go, and it's already 9:15 in the evening. Riker Walls now kicking off, left, right across the radio. Brought in, brings, brought in by AJ Fritz for Bad Axe. He's already out across the 30. And he's dropped to the 33, maybe the 34-yard line by B. Cass City's Landon Shot, senior running back and cornerback. On defense first and ten for the Hatchets, trailing by ten points, eleven fifty-six. Left in the third quarter.
2: Yeah, if Paddocks keeps that long touchdown out of the end zone, they get the ball first. Down four, chance to take the lead in this game on the road. Uh, again, an old divisional opponent, not anymore, I know, but uh, against an old pl- team they know very well. This becomes a very crucial drive. If they can put together a nice drive, potentially put some points on the board, we're going to have a game that goes right down to the wire. But a quick three and out here would be devastating for this young Bad X offense.
1: Receiver wide to the right. Everyone else high and tight. And it's a direct snap to Nathan Pulaski. He gets out for maybe a yard out to the 35-yard line. Tackle made by Cooper Mallory. Nose tackle. Senior for the Cassidy defense. They're going to give him a yard, maybe two out. Now right on the the 35-yard line. Gain of a yard, second down, nine.
2: Nowhere going there. They faked that misdirection. Cassidy doesn't fall for it. Swarms of the football. Very short gain. Fortunate to even get back to the line of scrimmage. One yard gain on the play.
1: Second down, nine to go. Sending Fritz wide right once again. Andrich, and Pulaski in the backfield. Wingbacks to the right as well. Direct snap. It's going to be a reverse to the left side. And they get out for... Out for two, maybe three yards. Bound of that pile would be Locate Biles. And stop stopped made by Tristan Gruber. Defensive tackle, senior for Cassidy's defense.
2: That's the first time that misdirection, that reverse play, Cassidy was ready for at that time. Bad X tried to sell it on the first play. Nobody was buying, so they run it the second play. Very short gain on the play. That is an adjustment that is made by Cass City. The backside—you're never out of that play. Don't chase the football. Maintain your gaps. That time, the misdirection runs right into the laps of the right side of the defensive line, and they chop it down for a short gain.
1: Well, gain of three, and it's a direct snap to Nathan Pulaski. He tries to fight out two tackles. He has a break out a third tackle. Dragon's defender has the first down, and all the way to midfield. And the ball comes loose at the very end. They're going to say he was down before Carter Patrick brought in that ball out of the air. And Nathan Pulaski, acting like a man out there, gets out for 12 yards. His first point of contact was after a gain of just one. He dragged his other defenders, down another five, and then another four after that, right to midfield, moved the chains, a third down conversion.
2: And that's all Pulaski because the edge was set. The, the defensive end cut him off, forced him back to where his defense is supposed to be, and those two linebackers completely whiff on the play. Pulaski does a heck of a job, but you're going to fight for extra yardage. You better hold on to that football because that was very close to be in a big turnover in this game
1: andridge gets the snap he rolls to his left and there's the maroon jerseys to bring him down they're trying to strip him while he goes down as well and they say he's down after a loss of just two as the whole front line riker walls give me credit for that tackle out of the linebacking core for a loss of two Brings Andrich down at the backfield. Second down, 12 to go from the Bad Axe 48 yard line.
2: Good recognition by Cass City on defense there. There were three guys in the area to stop Andrich from making that play. did matter which direction he was going. He ran into a maroon jersey and a loss of at least two on the play. Second down,
1: 12, 9.5 to play in the third quarter. Cass City 18. Axe ate the Hatchets on offense. Two wide each way. In the shotgun. Andrich with Pulaski to his right. Andrich hits a snap, stays in the pocket, throws downfield, and this one's intercepted at the 45 of Cass City. Brought in by number 62 for the Kansas City defense. Kellen Levine, middle linebacker, saw that one from the get-go, grabbed up, grabbed it, and moved into Ben X territory. And there's our first non-turnover on downs, turnover of the night, 9-13 left in the third quarter.
2: Andrich underthrew that ball a little bit, but credit to uh, the defense there. The, the middle linebacker does a great job. Job of reading the quarterback's eyes, floating to the football. And when Hendrich released it, the linebacker was already moving that way, out, reaches out those hands, snags it out of the air, and we get our first crucial turnover of the game. Cassetti with a 10-point lead now takes over in Bad Axe territory.
1: It's a handoff to Lennon shot across the 40, still pushing his feet, and it's still dragging three, maybe four white jerseys with him all the way down to the 40, the 36-yard line. That 12-yard gain, 10 for the first down, fresh set of downs coming Cassidy's way. Going to mark him down to the 36, first and 10 into Bad X territory. Nine minutes left in the third.
2: That is the landing shot run that we are so used to seeing. As uh, soon as he explodes past that line of scrimmage, he is a load to take down, and it took three, maybe four defenders to eventually drag him down up the right sideline. Big run for Cassidy.
1: Another handoff to Landon. Shot. He's down to the 30-yard line, getting gains in chunks right now. Tackle made by Warren DeBoer for the Bad Axe Hatchets, just shy of that 30-yard line. They're going to say a gain of five. Second down, five to go from the 31.
2: That is the wing T offense that we have known from Cass City, this is what they have to do, the backbone of their offense. They have to win at the line of scrimmage and win with that T deception and get those three, four and five yard runs. And as the game goes on, hopefully they become bigger runs. Quarterback
1: keeper, around the end, Carter Patrick is upended. After a nice sizable gain, has the first down down to about the 23 yard line first stop. my be Julian Dubes came out of this like from the safety Dubs. position to up end Carter Patrick. He is okay. Been another fresh set of downs. First and ten for the Red this Hawks. Deeper into Bad X territory. Leading by ten points. Eighteen to eight with eight minutes left in the third quarter.
2: Bad X has done a good job of stuffing the middle. So, again you got to continue to attack the middle, but you have to work off of them filling the middle well, and that has become Carter Patrick selling those fakes and keeping it around the outside. He's just had three carries that's come as of late for 23 yards, averaging almost eight yards a carry.
1: Handoff to Landon shot. He has the first down, and he drags his feet, and is across maybe very close to the five, tripped up by Grady Seltz. Out of the secondary, move the chains once again for shot in the Redhawks. First in goal to go inside the 10. i are gonna mark him down at the six-yard line. 736 and counting here in the third quarter.
2: Yeah, that was uh that was a huge hole to run through. I thought for sure we we're going to get driving a truck Fire through Dallas, Dallas there. That was uh, that was a huge opening there by Cass City offensive line uh, creates a mammoth hole for Landon Shot to run through. And again, once he gets going, he's not a guy you want to be in front of. And he makes bad X pay with another big run. And
1: Landon Shot gets another handoff. He's very close to the end zone. Touchdown Cass City. Landon Shot rumbles in from seven yards out for another score. And Cass City has now struck. The end zone, one more time. It's now twenty-four to eight. Cass City blowing this thing wide open now. In the early moments of the third quarter, seven eighteen left in the third. Cass City twenty-four, Bad Axe eight, with a two-point conversion still on the way.
2: Cass City offensive line have found a way to move around that that Bad Axe defensive line, sort of taken over here as the evening's gone on, and that's allowed Landon Shot to do what he does and finds the end zone yet again.
1: Carter Patrick on the keeper, and there he's going to be stuffed in the backfield, trying to go around the left end and leading the charge for the Bad Axe Hatchets. That was Cal Eisinger, defensive tackle on the stop. Two-point conversion fails, but the six points count for the City Redhawks. It's City 24, Bad Axe 8 on the W at W Sports Network. left in the third quarter, and Cassidy strikes for the fourth time this evening. 24-8. Landon shot with the second touchdown of the night. A seven-yard rumble into the end zone. Caps off a five-play, 52-yard drive, covered a minute 55 off the clock. Shot with the seven yards in. Run failed for the two point conversion. 24 to 8. Cassidy now leads by 16
0: points.
2: Yeah, and you can credit the offensive line that time, Cassidy. I'm not sure what changed, what has happened differently. Maybe something changed on the act side. But Cassidy's offensive line, for the first time tonight, dominated a drive. An entire series that led to multiple land and shot big runs, uh, a Carter Patrick keeper that worked out well. So. They set the tone on that drive and now have really pushed this score to 24-8 to on the backs of that offensive line, and Landon Shot was the biggest benefactor as he finishes off that drive with a touchdown run.
1: Riker Walls' kick, right out of the front of the toe, comes into the 20-yard line, brought in by number 15 for the Bad Hedges, Alex Andrich, across close to the 30-yard line, gets across the 30, and they're going to say down to about the 31. Tyler Kumper led the charge and then followed by 10 more maroon jerseys on that stop on special teams. So we Badax ball, first and 10 from just about the 30-yard line of 70-yard field in front of him.
2: Time to get back to business here for Badax. Get back to what was working earlier. We got to get back to that running game, both of those running backs. And then at some point, you might have to throw the ball again. Part of throwing the football here, maybe right away on first down, is try to get a high percentage completion here. Alex Andridge completed his first four passes. We go into the weather delay. He's 0 for 4 with an interception since that time. So it's time to get your quarterback a little confidence and get him back in this game. And it might start with a screen pass or a quick slant, something to get his, get his uh, confidence brewing again.
1: First and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatchets at their own 31-yard line. Handoff, direct snap to Nathan Pulaski and goes nowhere fast. He's actually going to be pushed back for a loss of 2 back inside the 30 to the 29. Tackle made by Luke Shearhart for the Cass City Red Hawks. for a loss of two. Second down, 12 to go. Less than seven minutes to play here in the third quarter. Cass City leading 24-8 to eight over Bad X. Hatchets on offense.
2: Nothing happened there. Now you're seeing this on the other side of the ball. Cass City's offensive line dominated that last series. Momentum rolling into that defensive line. They make a good stop here on first down. Bad X second down and long coming up.
1: Second down, 12 from their own 29-yard line. Badek's going right to left across your radio. Trips to the right, one to the left. That's the lone receiver. A quarterback direct snap to Andrich. Throws it downfield. This one is off the mark a little bit. Thrown into double coverage pass, was is intended for Logan Miles at the far sideline at about the 38-yard line. Two maroon jerseys there. That was number three, Tyler Kumper and Riker Wallace. Incomplete third down and 12 from their own 29
2: much better pass defense there by Cass City as you see the deep safety doesn't get beat they read the football they both collapse to it and at its at its peak uh, nobody's getting that ball there's a whole bunch of hands up there swatting it down much better pass defense there by Cass City again I don't mind the play call there for to throw the football but I would like to see that read made for him Get him a little momentum. Get Andrich to throw a quick slant, a, a dump off pass, a screen pass, get it, get a little momentum on his side. But now it's third down and twelve, and they're against the play clock here.
1: And there is play clock rolling down to zero. And we have a timeout called by the Badax, Handschutz.
2: No, sir.
7: No timeout, coach. Not in time.
1: So, Delay a game.
7: Badax, Replay. Third down.
1: So no timeout called there. They're going to say the play clock expired before the timeout occurred and so no soup for you sir and and bad axe still takes the timeout so 613 left in the third quarter Cass city 24 bad axe eight bad axe charged with their first timeout of this second half 613 remains in the third quarter
2: that's a strange series of events there because typically with a sideline official standing right by the coach, there's usually the benefit of the doubt there that that's close enough will give you the timeout. Um, so that's uh, that's a rare occasion that happens there. And then they take timeout anyways, which yeah. is uh, which is awesome. Well, so I'm
1: going to take a timeout harder then. <laughs> <laughs> I want that timeout. I knew what I wanted. And he got it. He, he, got, got, it. he got
2: it. Eventually. But third down and 17 coming up for the Hatchets down uh, down a couple scores. scores. Here. This is a, it's a big play because if you're going to go for it on your own side of the territory, you're going to need at least probably 12 or 13 yards on this play to have a chance to even think about going for it on fourth down.
1: It's third down and 17 as it stands right now, halfway through the third quarter. Trailing 24-8 to 8 to their host, the Cassidy Redhawks, in week number one. We had a lengthy lightning delay to start just before even the second quarter began. We finished the first quarter. We're coming out at the timeout, and lightning was sought, and so we sat. Receiver wide to the left, and it's a direct snap to Andrich on the keeper. He gets forward, gets to be at the original line of scrimmage down to the 31-yard line. Stop made by Kansas City's Callen Levine, linebacker for the Red Hawks gain of seven fourth down 10 to go from the 31 yard line
2: yeah from their own 31 yard line here i I think you got to just kick it away and, and ask your defense to make a stop here you're gonna have to make a couple of them if you're gonna get back in this game anyways and uh we haven't seen a punt attempted yet are we gonna see one
1: well they're still in the same formation it's not even an extended shotgun here as we see Harbor beach do every so often two receivers wide each way fourth down 10 to go from the 31 and they are indeed going for it Andrich rolling to his right throwing downfield across his body and this one's going to be underthrown. still bounces and is oh almost through the hands as number 81 was there to so it bounced directly in the air into about four different hands two from kansas city two from uh, from bad axe and then it popped up and that was nearly brought in by the non-intended receiver of was that
2: 81, 81, almost caught the deflection, yes.
1: And who is, might be Austin Cummings?
2: Regardless, that ball was just heaved up in a, in a hope and a prayer there on fourth down. And for City, if you intercept that ball, it's great in the stat book, but position-wise, you want the ball where that play started. Knock the ball down. Do not let that ball pop up in the air, because if 81 catches that ball, there's nobody standing. Yeah. He's going to pay and it's devastating for City. They catch a break there.
1: Hand-off to Landon Shot, and he's brought down immediately by A.J. Fritz at the original line of scrimmage of the 31-yard line. Seems like no matter what happens, we're still here at the 31-yard line of Bad Axe. Cassidy starting the plus side of the field. After that turnover on downs, that would be Bad Axe's third turnover on downs tonight and fourth turnover. Five minutes left in the third quarter.
2: A.J. Fritz has done a nice job on defense for the Hatchets, uh, holding down that linebacker position. He's he's one-on-one filling that gap on his own to taking down Landon's shot and does a great job bringing him down for nothing, for no gain on that play.
1: Red Hawks back to the tee, and it's a handoff to Riker Wallace. Out to about the 27-yard line Five. tackle made Wallace. by A.J. Fritz for the Bad Axe engines after a Fritz. three-yard gain out to the 27. 30. Six. Actually, we're going to mark him down to the 26 for a four-yard gain. Third down and six upcoming. Four minutes and 25 seconds and counting here in the third quarter. Leading by 16 over the Hatchets.
2: Bad X digging deep here on the defensive line. Much better job slowing down the run. But this has been the nail breaker if Carter Patrick keeps it for himself. Back to pass, throwing it downfield. Wide open to riker walls and he cannot bring it in.
1: It's dropped at the 10-yard line. He had nothing but green passers in front of him, and he couldn't bring it in. That's going over his shoulder. Beautiful pass there from Carter Patrick. Left-handed quarterback, mind you. Four minutes, ten seconds. Clock stops in the third. Still leading 24-8 over Baddix.
2: Great play design. Great read there. Riker Wallace wide open. Uh, Plenty of air underneath that football right over the shoulder and just right through his hands you, you got to make that catch uh, right that's on Riker wallace uh, you know he'll get it next time but you got to have it there now it's fourth down and six and you don't want to give momentum back to the road team here with plenty of time left in this game
1: tyler cumper wide out left another throw and this one's brought in but a flag flies on the far sideline judge tyler cumper all the way down inside the 10 yard line tackled four down to the six tackle made by Peyton Katie. Linebacker for Bad acts.
2: Traditionally, penalties on the offense, the play is supposed to stop. I'm not positive Cass City ever got completely set. I think
1: you're right. As Congress is in session, with the line judge in the official 403 reigns in the third quarter. It appears to be on Cass City.
7: No play prior to that, fault start, City. A replay, fourth down, fourth down.
1: So replay, fourth down, play didn't happen. Negate that from your memory.
2: Whistles must not work. They gotta, they're supposed to stop that play. That should not have allowed it to happen.
1: And walk off five yards, so instead of a fourth and 11, now fourth and 16 for the Red Hawks in Bad Axe territory at the 37-yard line.
2: Would have been, he almost Would have been a first down, play. Yes. Yeah, so here we go, dropping him back. Should be fourth down and 11. I, I thought the math was a little yeah, off Yeah, that there. does seem a bit
1: off. So fourth, fourth and six to fourth and 11.
2: Carter Patrick threw it on fourth down and six. I have no reason not to believe that he's not going to do it again. And number three has been his favorite target tonight. Throws it
1: downfield, and there's going to be a pass interference as there's handkerchiefs flying from every direction. As Tyler Cumber was the intended receiver, and he got hip-checked down like it was the 1998 NHL playoffs there. 24-8, and this is going to be a pass interference on Badax. 15 yards.
7: Defense.
2: uh, 15
7: yards from the previous spot.
2: That is is an easy pass interference (laughs) call. It was a a, a middle range slant, about five steps and cut to the middle of the field. You hope to hit him in momentum where he can catch it. About a 10 yard pass play, and he was completely knocked to the ground by one of the defenders. by the time the ball's about halfway there, uh, so an easy pass interference call and uh, a chance for the Bad-X. young Bad Axe defense to get off the field. Penalty is going to extend this drive now for City as they are deep
1: into hatchet territory. We've seen some good passes from Carter Patrick, but Virgil Kepas may have had the best throw of the night with that handkerchief from about 30 yards away. <laughs> Landon shot with the handoff right up the gut. Gets down inside the 10-yard line. They're going to say fumble at the end of the play. And looks like he's going to be down before the fumble occurred. Tackle made by A.J. Fritz for the Bad Axe defense on linebacker core at the 9-yard line. Gain of 7 on the play. Second down, 3 to go for the Red Hawks trying to tack on their 5th score this evening. They've had 2 on the ground, 2 through the air. Sounds like a long night in Boston. 2 if I see.
2: Landon Schott doing what he does best, just taking that handoff quickly right up the middle, battling for extra yards. gets a hard-fought seven. Be surprised they don't go right back to him here.
1: And Landon Schott gets another handoff. He's down close to the goal line. They're going to short by about a yard, but it's enough to move the, new, move the chains. First in goal to go for the Kansas City Redhawks inside the five, down to about the two-yard line. Three minutes, eight seconds left, and counting here in the third quarter. Already leading by 16 points, trying to make this a three-possession ball game. Week one of the regular season, Cass City brings back a lot of players. And Carter Patrick on the quarterback keeper is going to try to run this one in. And it is touchdown, Cass City. Carter Patrick from two, or actually three yards out. Carter Patrick tacks on the fifth score of the night for the maroon and white tonight. And the home fans... Have plenty to celebrate on a long evening here from Cass City, Michigan. It's now Cass City 30, Bad Axe 8 with 2.51 left in the third quarter.
2: Good drive there by Cass City. And, again, some of their best weapons has been through the air tonight. Not sure if Bad Axe defense wasn't ready for it or if Carter Patrick in that passing game can be that good. But that has been the difference maker tonight. Carter Patrick making some good throws, drawing a pass interference call. To extend fumble, this drive, fumble on
1: the two-point conversion, and it's going to be brought down back at the five-yard line. So another failed two-point conversion by the Kansas City Redhawks. All for five on two-point conversions tonight makes us a thirty-to-eight ball game, leading by twenty-two points on the two, with two fifty-one left in the third quarter. Right here on the W at Sports Network, Kansas City over Bad Axe in the third. To 8 Cassidy leads, bad acts as the kick comes in about the 15-yard line. Julian Jubes gets out beyond just about the 25-yard line. We're going to mark him down right at the 25. First and 10 for the Hatchets as they trail by 22 points.
2: Game's got out of hand quickly here. Cassidy has made the adjustments. Their offensive line has picked it up. Communication's gotten better. The running game has suddenly come around not dependent on the big pass play, and they are able to put together a couple back-to-back drives, one with the help of a turnover, to really kind of blow this game open by 22 points.
1: Badek's keeping everything nice and tight. Receiver wide to the right, working off the right hash. It's a handoff, direct snap to Nathan Pulaski. Has the first down, and he's trying to be ripped down by number three, Tyler Cumber, but he's keeping those legs churning, and he's all the way out to the 45-yard line. 17. Nice little run there for Nathan Pulaski, the senior, from the 29 down to the 45, a 16-yard pickup. First and 10 for the Hatchets.
2: Great work there by the offensive line. You see the direct snap to Pulaski. Andridge becomes that fullback. He picks up the linebacker, and there's a lot of room to run. He gets into the secondary, and that's guys like Tyler kumper out there, Riker Wallace, trying to pull these guys down. and Extra yardage for Pulaski. Big gain on first down for the Hatchets.
1: First and 10 from their own 45, trailing by 22 points, 30-8 to eight to the Cassidy Redhawks. Direct snap to Nathan plasky again, as his Dragon Defenders blows out of two tackles and finally dragged down in a second and third shoestring all the way into Cassidy territory at the 42-yard line. Tackle made by Cassidy's Mason Nivick out of the secondary. He's a junior cornerback, six foot 170 pounds. Nathan Pulaski roll, running downhill, it seems, though.
2: Yeah, direct snap direct snaps to him, the overload bit that third back is covering up the tight end on the left side, the direct snap and all the motion goes that way, and then it's on Pulaski, as soon as he sees a gap, he cuts otherwise he just keeps going to the sideline until he finds something he likes, he cuts quickly right into the teeth of the Cassidy defense for another first down
1: as Andrich with the snap and he gets some forward progress and it's a scrum forward all the way inside the 35 and maybe down to about the 34 yard line before Justin McAlpine brings him down But that is a seven-yard pickup for Alex Andrith, the dedicated quarterback for the squad. Less than 90 seconds to play here in the third. Badek still showing some life here.
2: Their offense has got some plays that are working, and that direct snap overloading one side or the other has worked. And now they're luring City in to then cover up that overloaded side. That'll leave them exposed to that misdirection the other way here coming up quickly.
1: And we have whistles, and this is going to be a false start. And they stop the play. Stop the play before it's getting too far. It's going to be disco night here in the third quarter.
7: Ball, false start on the offense. Replay, second down.
1: So instead of a second and three, it's going to be second and eight. With a minute four left in the third quarter. As we're approaching 9.45 p.m. already. It's been a long day as it is, Dave. (laughs) Start my day in Pigeon at 7 a.m and Dan Bink has to work tomorrow he might just drive to Marine City Yeah, Doug Cole if Doug Cole leaves now and he fords the river he should make it home by about Sunday <laughs> second down eight and it's going to be a direct snap it's a handoff to number 15 Nathan Pulaski he gets very close to that first down marker so what looked like a, a blown up play Nathan Vlasky brings in seven yards as we second our third down a yard to go. Fake reverse, uh, Alex reverse Andrew, and Alexander. On that carry. Excuse yes. me, yes. The 15 and 17, a little too close for me mm. in a dimly lit night here. This fog is making things a little difficult.
2: Yeah, on the false start play, they were definitely going to go with that misdirection. Yeah. So they, out of the penalty, they come and fake that misdirection hard. Alexander extends the ball, pulls it back, keeps it himself right where that pulling running back leaves and he hits the gap hard another big run brings up third down and very short andrews with the direct snap and he has the first down he's across the 30 yard line and
1: finally ripped down by Cass city's cooper mallory nose tackle move the chains a third down conversion for the bad axe and we are on to the fourth quarter with a 22 point ball game at Cass city 30 bad axe 8 on the w LLW sports network the fourth quarter here. (laughs) FedEx marching the ball in deeper and deeper into Kansas City territory. But still a 22-point lead for the Kansas City Redhawks as they blew over the game here in the third quarter. Final score from Laker Country, Millington 32, Lakers 3. Millington Cardinals with a 29-point victory or three to white. But a 32-yard field goal for the Lakers. Love to see that.
2: First drive of the game. First they drive of the game. First.
1: Boom. Love it. Bad X now marching left right across your radio. Direct snap to Andrich. Goes to the right. Cuts back inside. Goes right down the gut at the, right at the hash marks and gets out for a hard-fought three, maybe four yards. Tackle made by City's Luke Shearhard, defensive end senior. Gain of three hard-fought yards. Second down and seven upcoming from the 26-yard line.
2: Bad X creates so much space uh, with that design run, where it's a direct snap to, can't even say the quarterback, they direct snap to one of the two guys in the backfield, and just watching those guys move side to side, there is so many lanes to run through right now that they're able to get three, four, five, six, seven yards, seven yards—a good chunk yardages on each and every one of these runs. City having a tough time filling all these different gaps. A
1: little bit of a late snap on that and no false start. As it went into the hands of Pulaski on the carry No gain Whole line moved and then the ball came out First week Week one for everyone Less than 11 to play here in the fourth quarter 30-8 to eight, Kansas City leading Bad Axe facing a third and seven Getting late, you
2: gotta keep that clock moving. <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> These officials do not get paid by the hour It's by the game 10-40 county. counting. Bad Axe up to the line of scrimmage. Send A.J. Fritz wide right, working just inside the right hash. Left to right across your radio. blasky and Andrich, and its ball is loose, and Andrich could not find it, and it's recovered by Cass City. That would be number 62 for the Kellan Levine linebacker, dove into the backfield and recovers the ball. And all four progress made by Bad Axe there is negated by another turnover fumble into the hands of the Red Hawks and the Red Hawk offense back on the field.
0: A low
2: snap. Andrews has handled worse snaps tonight. That one was definitely low, but eyes on the defense. Doesn't get his hands underneath the ball. Bounces on the ground. He loses it right underneath himself and Levine does a nice job getting in the backfield. Quickly covering it up and ends that bad X threat and the offense of Cassidy comes on to the field. Up 22 to go. Up 22 with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter.
1: Receiver wide to the right, and it's a handout to Riker Wallace, leaps over the line of scrimmage and pushes his way all the way out to the 40 yard line. Tackle made by number 14 for the Bad Axe Hatchets, Grady Seltz, safety junior for the squad. Gain of seven, second down in three from the 40.
2: Nice run there by Riker Wallace. Uh, Haven't heard much of his name on offense yet. Uh, Hasn't had a lot of running room, but finds some there. Nice seven yard gain on first down.
1: Ten minutes till 10 o'clock tonight. Kansas City trying to milk the clock as much as possible. Play clock under 10 seconds. Now they're in the line of scrimmage. Frankly, I'm thankful for that as well. Carter Patrick hands it off to number two, Brady Kulaks, and gets the first down all the way out to the 45-yard line. Tackle made by A.J. Fritz, sophomore for the Bad Axe defense out of the linebacking corps. Move the chains at the 45,
2: right to left across the radio for the Redhawks. Good downhill running there by City. You're going to see lots of different backs attacking at lots of different angles here. Nothing too, too wild as they try to run this clock down. Nice first down run there. Fake it to land and shot. That's going to draw some defenders, and then the handoff to Brady there along the left side. He explodes through the line, gets four or five yards, and a first down for Cass City.
1: First and ten from their own 45-yard line, right to left cross the radio, 9-15 in the fourth remains. Carter Patrick, keeper around the left side, has positive yards, lowers the shoulder, blows the ball at midfield, and it's recovered by the Bad Axe Hatchets at the 48-yard line by Logan Miles. Carter Patrick was going down, the ball popped out. Looks like Carter Patrick got hit right in that right arm. And that's what caused it. That's his off arm, mind you. And looks like he's holding that elbow a little bit. Right in the funny bone, I'm sure. Nothing funny about that for him. And it's first and 10. Bad Axe back on the field at their own 48.
2: As right in front of us. He, he takes a helmet right to that arm. Ball pops free and right into the lap of a Bad Axe defender. And it's uh, Cassidy's first turnover of the game. And just like that, the Bad Axe offense comes on the field at their own 48-yard line.
1: So we had three turnover on downs together. We had three touchdowns together. Then we have two fumbles together. One from each team gives the ball back to the Bad Axe Hatchets. Trips to the left, one to the right, working off the right hash with their own 48 yard line. 9.06 remaining. Back to pass. Andrew throws downfield to the far sideline. This one is overthrown. And this was intended for Logan Miles. No flag, as that one was uncatchable. Carter Patrick in defense and coverage there at the 30 yard line in Cass City.
2: Yeah, a little bit overthrown there one-on-one uh, he's really locked in with Logan Miles that's when he's in trouble he knows where he's at that's the guy he's thrown it to in his direction and uh, Carter Patrick does a good job of it of contesting that ball at its peak overthrown both of them by quite a good amount and it's good defense no gain on the play for, for bad Axe.
1: second down 10 to go from their own 48 nine minutes left in regulation City 30 bad Axe eight Andrich. Out of the spread, throws it to the far sideline. It is caught, brought in by number 12 as the first down and moves the chains all the way inside the 40. That's Jeez. Julian Dubes Jeez. with the catch. And brought down at the 37-yard line by number by
7: 62,
1: 62. 62 Calen Levine. It's as both of my spotters here completely forgot who they said. It's okay, it's a late night. They, they go off the clock at 10 o'clock so
2: andy gray's a very distracting guy okay it yeah. happens screen pass there though by bad x uh, set up very well the lead two receivers pick up some good blocks the screen throw is underneath and he makes a good play on the ball tackled after but not until bad x gets that first down with eight and a half minutes to go
1: Fritz wide left trips to the right andrews on the shotgun and spread throws it to the near sideline this one's brought in by Julian Dubes once again, and it has enough for the first down, brought down by number 62, Calen Levine. And brought down at the 26-yard line, enough to move the chains.
2: A little bit of a wheel route there. You see Dubes come out of the backfield late, just leaked down the right sideline. And just doesn't like what he sees, so he knows where his dump off back is, makes a makes a really nice throw, and another fresh set of downs for Bad X.
1: Twelve-yard pickup on that catch and run. Now first and ten from the 20. 20- Six yard line. Left right across your radio. Badang still showing some life here. Eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Two wide each way. Working off the right hatch. Right hash, direct snap to Andrich. Stays in the pocket. Now rolling to his right, looking to throw. He's got maroon jerseys all over. Has to let this one go. And this one's nearly intercepted and batted down by Cal Levine. Pass was intended for A.J. Fritz at the 25-yard line. Not a whole lot going there in the first place. And Andrich luckily to get that one away.
2: Yeah, Fritz was trying to box out Levine there. Just dump it off to me. It's a safe place to drop it off to, but a, a better play by Levine to get his arm around there, slap that ball to the ground, and create an incompletion when Andrich was rolling to the sideline and didn't like anything that he saw.
1: Andrich, six for 14 with one interception for 63 yards tonight. Longest throw, 18 yards, completion rate of 43%.
2: Mind you, he started this game four for four before yeah. that lightning delay.
1: Since then, two for 10. Andridge and Pulaski, direct snap to Pulaski to the left side. As Lee Blocker cuts around the corner, has the seam, and is still on his feet, has the first down, lowers his shoulder, and somehow gets inside the 15 and down to about the 14-yard line before he's finally brought down by Cass City's Mason Nevick. Out of the secondary, Nathan Pulaski finding the pathways down, has the first down in tow, and a new set of downs upcoming.
2: So many missed tackles by the Cass City defense. Guys diving at the legs, missing completely. Uh, 62, Kellen Levine missed on that one. Patrick missed on that one sorry, those are tackles that have to be made otherwise defenses or offenses are gonna have just too easy of first downs
1: if you just heard something that's Landon shot he just hit it a microphone and I will say that's the first time in 13 years someone has apologized for hitting our microphone receiver wide to the right that's Fritz direct snap to Nathan Pulaski dragging as a defender dragging him by the jersey and he somehow gets out to a yard maybe two and that was Tristan Gruber going for the free ride there. Out for three yards when all said and done. Second down and seven from the 12-yard line, 653, and counting here in the fourth.
2: It's still a very powerful run because <laughs> yeah. he was, hey, that jersey was grabbed as soon as he got the ball a yard behind the line of scrimmage, is able to drag him down for four, get a positive gain of three on the play. Now that's a good hard run there by the running back, setting up second down and seven.
1: Pretty sure that might be a 2XL jersey now, based on how stretched out that was. Andrich gets the snap. He keeps it for himself. He gets down to about the ten yard line before he's upended, brought down by Cooper Mallory for a modest two yard gain. Sets down a third down, five to go for the Bad Axe Hatchets at the Kansas City ten yard line as they trail by twenty two points, thirty to eight. Six minutes left in the fourth quarter.
2: Third down and five for Bad Axe. Not much on the last play. Six minutes to go here in this game. Down twenty two. Bad X looking for a big player to get into the end zone for the second time.
1: Third down five. Six minutes less than halfway through, or we are halfway through the fourth quarter. Five seconds on the play clock. Baddox now to the line. Andrich and Pulaski in the backfield. And it's a bad snap, and it hits the turf, and it's still in the loose, and looks like Pulaski was able to scoop it up on a second effort. Back at the 16-yard line. So all four progress on this set of downs has been lost. And now it's going to be a third down and 11.
2: That one was a pretty good snap. That was a good snap, waist high, right in between the two guys. Both of them went in the opposite direction. Neither one of the deep backs took the football on that play. And then part of that, you could tell they were in the huddle for an extra amount of time. Communication wasn't good. They had to hustle to the line, barely got that play off. Again, the snap was good, but neither guy knew which one was supposed to take the football which is why it fell to the ground and now third down and 5 chance to score becomes fourth down and 11 and now you got your backs against the wall Cass City looking to put some pressure on to try to force this throw quickly
1: and we have a timeout called by the Cass City Redhawks with 4:59 left in the fourth quarter so Dave Hanson, what do we expect to see here from the Bad Axe Hatchets on this 4th and 11 deep into City territory?
2: Got to think they're going to ask Andrews to throw the football here. But the timeout by City is to make sure that, that the deep guys do not get anybody behind them. Keep the ball in front of you. Make the tackle inbounds. If they get the first down, so what? But make that tackle inbounds. we got to continue to work time off the clock. But I fully expect City to make sure that does not happen. Deflect the ball down. And get the ball in their hands for the last five minutes.
1: It's a 22-point ball game. But what's impressive, Dave, I will say, in the past we have seen some teams, especially as time progresses and they're down by multiple scores, give up. But it seems like the Bad X Hatchets have a vigor for life here and are still showing that they want to prove the world that they are going to be a team to be reckoned with.
2: There there were plenty of positive signs tonight so far for Bad And it it would be great to see them score that second touchdown make this game a little bit closer because for a very high percentage of this game this game was close we weren't sure how it was going to go Cassidy kind of exploded there real quick and that, that happens to young teams new coaches new staff uh, new offense those moments are going to happen but uh, it's a lot of positive here for bad X, and we like to see him you know get one more score here on the board
1: fourth and 11 from the 16 yard line back to pass Andrews scrambling for his life throws downfield into the end zone this one's well overthrown and A.J. Fritz cannot bring it in out of the back of the end zone. That was about three maybe four yards too deep Falls incomplete another turnover on downs. gives the ball back to the Kansas City Red Hawks with 451 left in regulation
2: But for Andridge he does what he has to do He extends the play and what happens when you extend the play? It's very difficult for the secondary to stay with your guy and what happens a guy slipped into the back of the end zone completely wide open problem is Andridge running to his left has to throw across his body and just too much beyond, too much on that football. He overthrows it out the back of the end zone. Uh, if he's able later in the season, more reps, more game reps, he probably makes that throw, and it's an easy throw and catch uh, down the road. But for that moment, just a little bit overthrown. Uh, otherwise, Maddox it's their second score of the game.
1: 451 left in regulation. 30-8, to Cassidy still leads by 22 points and is a handoff to number 22, Landon Schott, and he runs out of bounds.
5: Just shy of
1: the 30-yard line, and it's going to be a gain of eight on the play.
5: Good run there by Landon
2: Shot. You'd like to see them stay in bounds in this situation. (laughs) So did their coaches. You want to run the clock down, lay down. Who cares about the eighth yard? Just lay down on the seventh yard. But uh, nonetheless, a good run should allow them to, with two yards to go, plenty of opportunities here to get a first down and get that clock moving. 4.45
1: 4:45 as the clock stops. It's another handoff to Landon Shot right at the middle. Breaks out of two tackles. He's still on his feet. He's across midfield. He has no one in front of him. Maybe one man to beat. He slides inbounds this time at the 35-yard line. Nice heads-up play there for Landon Shot. A big chunk yard, just shot, at about, I would say, about 55 yards.
2: Lesson learned. Very <laughs> he
1: listen, he listen to his coaches. Definitely listen to the coaches on that one.
2: Big run there by Landon. Shot again, just a direct handoff right up yards. the middle. And once he got into that linebacker about five yards into the play, he makes a jump cut and heads to the left sideline, showing off that speed and running away from the defense. And as the safety comes over to cut him off, he just slides, stays down and bounces, but not until he gets a big gain. and That puts him over the 100 yard mark.
1: Brady Kolonks with the carry and has very close to that first time mark. Looks can mark him down at the knee, a yard maybe too shy. Of tackle made by Grady Seltz out of the secondary, starting safety as a junior. Eight-yard gain, second down and two, 3.53, and counting here in the fourth.
2: Another good run there by City, attacking the middle of the defense. Didn't find much luck there early in the game, but wearing down this young bad Axe team, getting some chunk runs here down the stretch of this game.
1: Second down, two to go. In the T formation, Carter Patrick under center, three and a half to play. Another handoff this time to Brady Kolox, and he has the first down across the 25 and brought down at the 23-yard line. Moves the chains, looks like a slight injury there for number 44, A.J. Fritz, holding his right hip, but he's up
2: on his own two power. That's that's not a guy that bad needs paying no. up in week one. He's, no. got, he's got it. Ten tackles leading anyone on the field on defense today. Very bright spot there in the middle of that defense. Getting ten tackles on the night for him. That's
1: a big night. Three o five in county. Cassidy taking this play clock down to about five before they even think about snapping. Carter Patrick in the T formation surveys the defense under center. Three men backfield. A little miscommunication there, but it's a handoff to Cole Lenhard, the junior, getting some snaps and action down to about the 19 yard line. Tackle made by the 81. Whether that's Austin Cummings or not, we do not know. Eight for the second down six to go after a four-yard game
0: Man, pretty fortunate four-yard run really like I
2: said Cole Leinhardt jumps into the game and instantly runs right into Carter Patrick they're able to eventually get the handoff and get his way forward for about four yards could have been a lot more on that play a little miscommunication there cost him a few but nonetheless second down at six
1: as Kirkpatrick hands it off to number five, Riker Walls. He's in for the running, down to the end zone. Touchdown, Cass City, with 2.07 remaining in regulation. Cass City tacks on their 36th point of the night and their sixth score of the evening. They now lead by 28 points, and we'll see if they can punch in a two point conversion for the first time tonight. They're 0 for 5 so far. 19 yard run for Riker Walls, his first score of the season.
2: Nice run there by Riker Wallace. He's kind of been stuffed all night long. It's good to see him break free there. Makes a guy miss and shows that speed as he hightails into the end zone for Cass City.
1: And it's a handoff to Riker Wallace, and they do make the two-point conversion count. It's now a thirty-eight to eight ball game, a thirty-point lead for the Cass City Redhawks. Two oh seven left in the fourth quarter. You're listening to the W W L W Sports Network. Thirty-eight to three, or excuse me, thirty-eight to eight—a thirty-point lead for the Cassie Red Hawks with two oh seven left in the fourth quarter. Mind you, it was six nothing when, with the lightning delay, occurred. It was eighteen to eight at halftime, and it was. Badax brings in the kick at about the twenty-yard line as Alex Andrich ref- going to the opposite field, across the thirty and brought down by the thirty-three-yard line by number thirty-three. Carson Anthus. First time we've heard him tonight. Certainly has more talent than his older brother, though.
2: <laughs> potential is there, that's
1: yeah, for sure. Potential, more more talent. Minute 58 left in the fourth quarter. Bad X back in offense. As we are beyond 10 p.m. here now due to an extensive lightning delay at the end of the first quarter and off to a direct snap to Nathan Pulaski breaks out of one tackle loses footing and gets out to about the 37 yard line before he's upended for a four yard gain clock continues to roll here under two minutes second
2: down and six Nice run there by Pulaski. He kicks it to the right side and is tripped up. Otherwise, had quite a bit of running room in front of him.
1: Third down, excuse me, second down, six to go from the their own 37-yard line. First down marker at the 43. Maddox in no hurry at all either. Ten seconds left on the play clock. Trips to the left one to the right. That's number 17, Nathan Pulaski. Logan Miles in the backfield now. One second left on the play clock. There it is. That's going to be a handoff to Logan Miles, and he gets back to the original line of scrimmage and not more beyond that. Tackle made by Cassidy's Braylon LaValley, 6'2", 195-pound senior. Third down and five from the 37-yard line. Third down and six for the Hatchets under one minute to play.
2: Design handoff Logan Miles going left to right, runs right into LaValle. Nowhere to go, no gain on the play. Brings up third down and five with 35 seconds to go in this game.
1: Two wide each way. Andrich in the backfield, man to his off his his right hip. That'd be Logan Miles, and Andrich with the direct snap and runs forward and no gain on the play. Less than 30 seconds to play, and that very well may be the last snap of the night. And it appears that is the case. So the Bad Axe Hatchets fall in week one. Show some promise, and the Cassidy Red Redhawks begin the season as they had anticipated. A 1-0 record taking out the Bad Axe Hatchets by 30 points. Slow but steady gain in trajectory of their score, and they win by 30 points when all said and done on a lightning-strewn night. From Cass City, Michigan, Cass City final score, Cass City 38, Bad Axe 8 on the WLW Sports Network. We'll return in two minutes with your path, with your post-game wrap-up, and we're getting the heck out of here as well. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Took about an hour longer than expected, but the Cassidy Redhawks victorious in week number one to improve to 1-0 and on the season, taking a 38-8 victory over the Bad Axe Hatchets to improve to 1-0. Bad Axe falls to 0-1, and Dave Hansen, how about you tell us how we got to this final score of 38-8?
2: very long time ago in the first quarter Landon shot scored on a six-yard touchdown run set up by an opening kickoff that went 75 yards brought down at the eight-yard line two plays later Landon shot punches that lead six nothing after the first quarter in the second quarter Carter Patrick hits Tyler Cumper on a 79-yard touchdown pass the two-point conversion is no good Cast City extends their lead, 12-0. Bad X would respond on a Nathan Pulaski, eight-yard touchdown run. Andrich would top it off with a two-point conversion, and with 1:10 to go in the half, Cast City 12, Bad Axe 8. With 10 seconds to go, Carter Patrick hits Tyler Comper for a 45-yard touchdown pass. The two-point conversion would fail, and that would be your halftime score: Cast City 18, Bad X 8. In the third quarter. Cass City's landing shot. Seven-yard touchdown run, two-point conversion, no good. 24, Cass City, bad X, eight. After a quick turnover, Cassidy would score again. This time, Carter Patrick keeps it for himself on a two-yard run. A two-point conversion also would fail, and at the end of the third quarter, Cass City leads 30 to 8. And in the fourth quarter, just one score. Riker Wallace scores on a 19 yard touchdown run. And the two point conversion is finally good for Cass City. And that would be the final. Cass City 38, Badax 8.
1: And despite that score, time of possession completely the opposite direction. Cass City just 17 minutes, 16 seconds. Badax 30 minutes and 44 seconds. Kansas City with 356 total yards on 38 plays, averaging 9.4 per play. Bad Axe, 59 plays for 283 yards, has an average of 4.8 per play. That's 21 more plays, 73 yards less than the Red Hawks. The Bad Axe agents led by Nathan Pulaski, 23 carries for 97 yards. The lone score, Alex Andrich, quarterback, 17 carries, 89 yards, one fumble, Logan Miles, five carries for 34 yards. The air Andrich was six of fourteen for sixty three yards through one interception, no touchdowns. A forty three percent completion rate tonight, longest throw completion of eighteen yards. Receiving the ball, Julian Dubes, two receptions for twenty seven yards on three carry, or three targets. Austin Cummings, one target, one reception, eighteen yards. Logan Miles, one reception for ten yards. Nathan Pulaski, one as well for four, as was Quinton Isinger. Moving on. On to the Cassidy Redhawks. 38 plays, 356 yards, 33 carries, 221 yards, rushing the ball, three catches for 135 yards, four rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns tonight. Landon shot leading the way, 15 carries, 137 yards and two scores. Riker Walsh, nine carries for 38 yards and a score. Carter Patrick, five carries, 26 yards, a score, as well as a fumble. Brady Kolox, three carries, 16 yards, and Cole Lenhard one carry for four yards. Through the air, Carter Patrick three for five for 135 yards and two touchdowns, averaging 45 yards per catch tonight with a longest throw of 79 yards, 60 percent completion rate. Tyler Cumber brought in two receptions for 126 yards in both scores. And Ricker Walls the other one for one reception for nine yards.
2: Uh, you got just looking at that. Big thing the big thing that stands out to me is the rushing. It's kind of an interesting stat. Bad X hatchets run for two hundred and twenty yards on the night. Cass City, two hundred and twenty one yards. Rushing dead even. The difference in this game is Carter Patrick and Tyler Comper connection. 135 yards passing on just three completions so all three of those completions average 45 yards a pop tyler cumper on the receiving end of two of those both led to scores those two deep passes were the difference maker for cassidy in this game that just wouldn't allow bad x to make a comeback in this game
1: one detractor from the cassidy program tonight i will say is the two point conversions that is a bit alarming uh one for six tonight on two point conversions but they got the last one to count that's a little momentum going to week number two
2: yeah that's going to be you got to get three out of five four out of five somewhere in there you, you got to be positive on those those are going to come back to haunt you in close games um the other side of the thing, you can't allow five yards of carry on offense. Uh, good running teams, you're going to see Ubley later. You're going to see some of these other teams, Lakers, run the ball. You're going to give them five yards of carry. It's going to be a long night for Cass City. First week won't be too hard on me. There's lots to work on, but uh, for Cass City, you're right, though. Those two-point conversions from two yards away, you've got to be able to get two yards more often than one out of five tries.
1: On defense, Kellen uh, Levine with eight tackles leading the way. It was including one interception, one tip pass, and one fumble recovery. Not bad numbers there. Tristan Gruber's six tackles, and Cooper Mallory's six tackles, including one tackle for a loss of three yards. A.J. Fritz leading the way for the Hatchets with ten tackles. Julian Dubes at five, and Nathan Pulaski at four. So, Dave Hansen, who's your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game tonight?
2: Uh, This is close, but uh, I think the difference maker tonight was Carter Patrick. Uh, Carter Patrick, just three completions, but 135 yards. Those passes were on the money, and it was mattered because that was when the game was at its closest. And not only that, um, he made a couple runs to kind of spark the offense when they needed it, punched in a touchdown run. So, three touchdowns on the day, but three for five passing for 135 yards and two scores through the air. Carter Patrick wins the award
1: tonight congrats to carter patrick Landon shot with 137 yards tonight last season altogether had a 898 so he's well on his way to having quite the year in his senior year as expected so dave hansen final thoughts here from cassidy michigan on a long night here for us
2: yeah i love coming to cass city uh the weather seems to follow us though every so often Uh, it's made things interesting but uh it was a very competitive game that rain delay uh i again lightning delay i think helped out the red uh, the red hawks more so than the hatchets the hatchets kind of had them there they were real close hang around for a while but again young team young coaching staff eventually uh the team that's returning more players the consistent coaching staff outlasted the young team but they were signs of life for Bad X. like what they are bringing to the table. The Andridge-Pulaski combination uh, is going to be uh, somebody to keep an eye on the rest of the year for Bad X. And A.J. Fritch is all over the field on defense. So definitely some playmakers there. Uh, can't wait to see how they develop as the season goes on. But uh, they're definitely not a doormat team. This is a young team, a team to keep your eye on. You cannot take lightly because that offense and offensive line played well for a very high percentage of the game.
1: Well, Dave, we survived week number one. It's always... The key to survive We're key still to week, week number, number one is to survive <laughs> week number It feels like it's already week number two, but we got a good one next week as the Lakers will travel to the Ubley Bearcats in a Thursday night action on Thursday, August 31st.
2: Yeah, looking forward to it. Again, two, uh, two of the very best, uh, two teams that are definitely in the running, favorite votes for winning their conference. Uh, can't wait to see them square off next week.
1: Tonight's game broadcast was brought to you by Sailor and Anger Valley Services, D of Services of Cass City, Kotic Radiator and Air Condition of Bad axe Rainy's Hunting Center, 269 Guns, North Star Bank guiding the way, here on Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, Harbor Beach Community Hospital, McVeigh shirt Agency, Hills and Dales Healthcare, Thumb Bank and Trust, ensure health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? Thank you to everyone who listened and hung on with us even through that lightning delay. <laughs> Thanks for interacting with us with your headlights as well. It was a thriller in the beginning and then Cassidy started to slowly as they always do just started to pull away through their tenacity and wearing down their opponents congratulations to the Cassidy Redhawks improving to 1-0 but the Badangs Hatchets bright future here for them as well putting some stuff together as well great to see that happening in week number one already under a new regime on behalf of Dave Hanson, in-game analysis, Doug Cole, director of sports information, Dan Banking, best buyer in the business, Kendall Anthes, our intern. I'm Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game. We'll be back on air on Thursday. Lakers at W. Good night.
0: This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Valley Services. On Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.